Powered from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from down under outside Brisbane, Australia. It's episode 88 of the Primetime Jukebox. Tonight, it's the big game, and we look at the big game itself, the halftime show, and of course, these featured halftime act, Rihanna. And as always, the Primetime Jukebox is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary blend requires tobaccos been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers. A smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combine these beautifully bourbon barrels wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigars is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double H 12-Year Vintage, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel Age, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Events of 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And of course, we want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corolla leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars of Cuba, it's a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it's one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamasaran Valley of Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corolla from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corolla back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business from growing and curing tobacco to scar production, the JRE Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corolla. Now at JRE Tobacco, who and the son who's still brewing their very own brand to market, and each contain that authentic Corolla leaf. Aladino is available in a wide variety of blends, including the latest release, the Aladino Classic. And each represent the golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. They're available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every draw. And of course, we want to mention Tabacalera USA. Makers of iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H. Upman, and Aging Room Cigars. Tabacalera USA, great things are happening here. And finally, we want to mention Drew Estate. Dark, bold, and unapologetic, Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate is an intense journey into the uncharted, deepest, darkest, and heaviest depths of Maduro tobacco. A masterpiece collaboration between Metallica's James Hetfield, Sweet Amber Distilling's Rob Dietrich, and Drew Estate's Jonathan Drew, the all-Maduro Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate is a rich and powerful but beautifully balanced offering, tantalizing notes of leather, chocolate, and espresso. That's perfect for life celebrations and times of reflection. You can get them at your local Drew Diplomat deep retailer. And remember, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of Shows, as well as the California Studios for the Thursday show, is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate. Welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Jukebox, episode 88. We are um, on the eve of the big game. Uh, next Sunday is the uh, big game, the Super Bowl. I guess we, we have to say big game, technically. Uh, Will Cooper here. <laughs> I'm in the uh, Perdomo Scott Studios on the black stage. And I'm joined cross-country uh, by my friend and colleague, Mr. Dave Burke. Hello. I got my sun hat on today, Coop, if you're on. Uh... 
yes. YouTube. So I'm right in the sun until probably probably for another half an hour or so. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll get burnt. It, it's like eight o'clock in the morning here. It's 90 degrees already. Yeah, I thought maybe you were growing a little tobacco and you were going out into the fields. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, this is a. This hat is a must-have. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, look, for us, me and you, uh, you do not want to be exposed to the sun directly no. on our heads. So No. You will pay dearly for it. I was thinking of uh, you when, when they had that PCA in, uh, in New Orleans or whatever. Because uh-huh. uh, the other night, it was like 80 degrees and 80% humidity. Like seventy nine percent humidity, uh, you, you know, <laughs> it was yeah. unbelievable. I'll never forget. So I'm in New Orleans, and um, Stogie Santa was at the show that year, and he was um, he was working with Mister J's, who had ocean. They have Ocean State cigars, and they had a booth there, right? Yeah, so he yep. had to go in to set the booth up in New Orleans. Now it is ninety degrees outside, and like eighty oh. percent humidity, right? Oh. And it's no air conditioning in there. And then they tell oh, him no. he can't light a cigar up there. Right. Oh. He is like, get me out of here. Like, I can't stand this place. It's like, just complete. You know, and the heat will just make you lose your temper. I'm like, uh, <laughs> so uh, I said, don't feel bad, Mark. I said, we're out in this garden area where we can smoke because there's nowhere to smoke in New Orleans. And it's like, we're outside in this stuff. So, uh, so but, but he goes, yeah, at least you could smoke. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that uh, that decision did not go over well. The uh, PCA in New Orleans. Well, you know, and we're we're, we're on the a- anticipation of it's 2024, 2025 is going to be in New Orleans. So uh, really? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know if that's a good decision. Listen, I, um, think, I think people have yeah. short memories uh, about how you just couldn't smoke that week. No, people yeah. do not like that. No, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, so not fun. Not fun. No, no. And I uh, so I wanted to mention we are so. We'll do a post. We'll sort of touch on it throughout this show and the next show. Really, we were talking about before what we might do for the next show. Yep. But it is Black History Month in February. Yep. Um, also going on, and which will come up a lot when we talk about the Super Bowl today. Yeah. Um, because you know, um, the NFL, like with other leagues, has had different protests and things around, um treatment of African-Americans, and so I'm, I'm guessing they're going to do something for, for Black History Month. I mean, the NBA always does. Yep. Uh, I, th- I think they'll do something. Um, but I want to mention, you know, what's going on in the news right now with the death of Tyree Nichols, especially out there, and we are just talking about New Orleans, like in Memphis and stuff, and it is Black History Month that we're going to touch on in the show and probably do a post on on the website. Um, so I just want to mention that, you know, it's tough what's going on out there. I know it's when our show comes on, it happened a little while ago. Um, but if you wanted to know more about what happened or sort of what the response is like, we're not going to talk about it on the show a whole lot. We just I just want to mention it off the top. Mm-hmm. But uh, some podcasts check out Dominique Foxworth, who usually does a podcast on ESPN. Um, people listen to ESPN probably know who he is. He does a podcast uh, about it with David Dennis Jr., which is very good. And uh, Higher Learning, which is a podcast with Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay. They do a podcast on it, which is very good. If you just want to want to know more about, you know, the impacts and what's going on and, and stuff like that, we won't talk about it. But I want to mention those so you can listen to those. Sure. You know. if, you, if you like. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, just if you're protesting out there, be safe. I think I saw the news that there's some protests going on around the world. It sounds like it's been pretty safe thus far, which is yeah. good. Be um, safe. You yeah. look, we can protest in this country. Be safe. Um, yeah. and then if someone's protesting, you know, don't get in their face either. Let them just do it. And you know, if you don't agree or whatever, you know, just you don't need to get it, don't need, but but certainly let let people have their right. I think they have a right to be heard in this country. That's that's important, right? Yeah, so be safe. If you can't get out to do that because you don't feel comfortable because it's still like COVID times. Yep. Or or you don't want to just donate some money to a local African American yep. organization in your area. Give them some cash. Yep. Absolutely. But no, I, I just yeah. No, I just felt like we had to mention it at yeah. least. Um but yeah. Whew. Yeah, rough. Just, yeah. yeah, it's rough stuff. Yeah, it's rough. Hopefully yeah. I mean the trial and everything will keep going, but or startup, but hopefully um things will get will get started for those um affected and you know, lessons and thoughts out to them and good luck to everybody. Yep. Exactly. Um transitioning from that is not easy, but we are gonna talk the website. The Oop series is done, Coop. Yes, it is. I you know I was following it from Nicaragua and I did see uh you finally got to the uh Got to it's a good job. It's funny. So Coop predicted not only the Postania cigar, right? Not only did he was he predicted the the Tatuaje release was smoking it right before it you know came out again, but Coop did a great job too. He was like predicting songs on the Oops list before they're on the Oops list. He was like predicting artists. He'd like email me or text me. You should listen to this person, and I already had him on the Oops list, but it wasn't yeah. released yet. So he was, you're all, you had a very, you're a bit of profit this month, Coop. I, uh, yeah. And it, well, I'm just, it, we had a couple more things happen because I don't know what it is. Right. But Bear and I were talking about luxury cigars on Tuesday night. Oh yeah. Right. The next day, the Cohiba Spectre gets announced. Cause we were saying, where's God. the new Cohiba Spectre. Right. I'm like, yeah, I think it's coming soon. No idea. They were announcing it like a day later. So it happened again. That is insane. That cigar is like a hundred dollars, isn't it, or something? One hundred and twenty-nine dollars. <laughs> yeah. How? Uh, well, I mean, I know how, but like, wow. Yeah. I don't so, know. I, I couldn't so, drop that kind of money, Coop. No, no, uh, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, but just so you know, just you know, uh, new oldies, my countdown, the top ten albums of artists who've been around for twenty five years or over, will be starting this week. I have the list done. I am yeah. very so, excited. So it'll be, I'll do ten, ten straight days. It will be done before I leave for the Dominican Republic for Pro Cigar in a couple of weeks. So, but but yeah, that is all done. I did finish that this week. I was uh, I just didn't start publishing it because basically I had a, I had to get the Puro Sabor recap yeah. done for you know before people forget about it. So. Yeah, no, I it's a you've been doing that for what the last couple of years. This is the third year, yeah. Oh, it's a great list. I love it. I love that you do it. It's very good. Yep. So yeah. be sure to tune it, in for that. I had it. I there was a lot. Like I thought, seven like the first six were easy, but then like there was a, for those mm. final four slots. It was that was tougher. So I had to go back and do a lot of re-listening this week with that. Mm. Yeah. I so yeah. So um yeah, definitely uh, look for they'll be on jukebox as well. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah, and I guess the just a reminder about the dedication show. So I was looking at the calendar coop, and uh, 
you want to look to get all the dedications in by the end of probably February. the end of February, first week of March at the latest, because it looks like we might be doing it around middle of March ish, uh, yeah. scheduling wise. Um, so just send it to cigarjukebox at gmail.com. Um, cigarjukebox at gmail.com. Yep. So, yep. yeah, just send your dedications in. We'll start compiling them. We just like to get them a little bit before the show starts so that we know we have them when they're all organized. And right, like right. Yeah. And I, I know with the schedule, I know late March, I have the great smoke coming up and stuff. So, yeah, we're probably going to be doing that sometime in mid March for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just get that in. I'll send an email to all the industry people as well. I'll do yep. that this week. Yep. Yep. Um, so, Coop, uh, unfortunately, there's been two major deaths in music since we last spoke. Yes. Um. Yeah. I yeah, because I double checked and we didn't do this. This was this happened since the last show. That's David Crosby. Yeah, he died right before I left for the, my trip. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Uh. It was you know I think it was still a surprise to a lot of us about David Crosby. I didn't know he was ill. Yeah. I mean, I think David. I mean. He's, He's one of the few artists where you can say, I don't think, I don't even think you need an introduction. I mean, his, he, he, it's very interesting. David Crosby is like, I put in my notes the, the, the classic case of focusing on the art and not the artist because like his music coop is unparalleled. Like it had Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Um, and then later when they added Young, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, his solo stuff. I mean, the Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And, and CSNY stuff is probably some of the most pioneering. Oh yeah, music of that new folk sort of era. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and you know David Crosby was a big collaborator. Um, you know yeah. he was a guy who liked collaborating with other artists, and I think the one that really comes to mind with me is when when Phil Collins in like eight, late 89, early 90 puts out the But Seriously album where he mm. tries to take a little more of a serious and start exploring some social issues. Um, he brings in David Crosby for that album and they work on mm. several tracks. And to me, uh, that made it like, uh, I believe it either got nominated or won album of the year, uh, But Seriously. It was some of Phil Collins' best work. Um with David Crosby involved very heavily with, with a lot of the production and songwriting on that album. So, you know, that was just an example of so many people he collaborated with over the years. Um, but you're right. He was a very polarizing guy um, for sure. Um, you know, I be, mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead, Coop. Yeah. He was just a very, like I said, he was very polarized. Here's the other thing people, you know, we, we're talking a lot about hall of fame. Like, and I guess, whether we like the rock and roll hall of fame or not. Right. He's in there twice, okay? He's mm. in there with the birds, and he's in there with CSN. So, I mean, big. he's a, it's a big deal here. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting because he was such a great musician and loved collaborating with people, yet he was like, pretty much terrible to people. And, like, <laughs> yeah, he takes him in small doses pretty much. Yeah, kind of helped CSNY implode him and Young, really. Yeah. Um, And, like, his, you know, relationships with women and even like to his own to his family like they're all yeah. not good um uh, so he, it's just really interesting such a pro that but anyway um like i said it's a classic uh focusing on the art not the artist for uh crosby 
Yeah, and you know the other thing I was gonna say about David Crosby is when he kind of came up with the birds, he was part mm. of that 1960s folk rock folk movement. Mm. He really mm. was one of those pioneering artists that kind of was bringing folk music into the mainstream and kind of fusing it with the other genres. I mean, David Crosby was doing that with the birds and, and oh they yeah, continued with CSN. So, um. Like I said, you can't again focus on on the music here and and what this guy did, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'll mention like some of the songs. I got I picked two songs off of, like probably his two biggest records, mm-hmm. which uh, CSNY Carry On, which is off of Deja Vu, which is an amazing record. Yep, that record was CSNY, and then his first CSN record, um, Judy Blue Eyes, which is just tremendous. Tremendous, song. Song, yeah. There's such, there's such good harmonies on those albums, Coop. Like, oh. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's amazing that, you know, CSNY has had ver- all these permutations over the years. Like, mm. some of them come back and some of them don't. I think Crosby's been a pretty much a constant with most of those. That He's always been in them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Crosby, man. Um, And then we had another death, which was, I mean, maybe... I mean, some people might have registered this, not as someone on the same, you know, icon status as David Crosby. Uh, but it was Tom Verlaine, who was the uh, guitarist, singer, guitarist, and largely the writer behind the 70s New York sort of punky new age band uh, television. Yes. I, I, this I think happened when I was on the plane coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've spoken about television in the past. Mm-hmm. Um. But they're kind of around that Patty Smith, Ramones, Talking Heads era where they were like playing clubs on the East Coast. It was sort of this fusion of like punk and what was to become like new age in the 80s. It's a good, I guess, like for me, it's like television and those bands are good bridges between like that 70s punk to kind of like early 80s new age. Um, And they I mean, they really had one huge record, which was. Uh, Marquee Moon. So the songs I thought were See No Evil and Marquee Moon, which are both off of that uh, record, I believe. Yeah. Um, but were you a television guy, Coop? Or I did. you know, just heard them here and there? No, I liked them. They were good. Like I said they were, you know, they were New York. They came out at New York scene. Um, and so I was a television guy. I definitely uh, liked them as well. I almost saw them live. I remember they were playing like the, ah. the nightclub tour in New York, but I, I didn't make it to the show for some reason. Something happened. I had to cancel plans. Um, so I didn't get to see them. You know, he was older than I thought. I mean, I'm not saying he died. He died at yeah. like 72, 73. I didn't realize he was that old. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that's a, a big part of, you know, this whole New York movie, you know, the Lou Reed and all, all these guys, mm. and the Ramones. We've lost a lot of these guys um, over the years. Um, yeah. So these guys are, are, I mean, it's sad because there's not, this is some, this is a type of music that is kind of dying in a lot mm. of ways. Um, and I hate to see, I hope it doesn't die completely. No. Well, I mean, it's a very, I find that sort of kind of late 70s music very interesting because it's the sort of bridge between like the sort of punk of that era and then like what's going to be like new age pop like that's where you get bands like yeah. new order joy division talking head like these really interesting yeah it's a very interesting period in music that's sort of late 70s early 80s 
Yeah, yeah. And by the way, Trippy uh is ready to do a punk show with us. So I had a Oh Trippy. Yeah, we didn't we have to put that add that to the list of all these shows now. But yeah, he uh yeah, we had a conversation, he's ready to do another punk show. So I'm like um which we did we did that punk show with Trip, which we uh I thought it was a uh, I learned a lot from him that night on that show, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. the thing about it, we got we got Shows that we planned, shows that people are gonna do. We got people like you have some shows you've already coop. planned out that we have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. We got people blowing up coop. Like you gotta do this show, you gotta do that show. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. Sure. I mean, we have we have some mainstay shows we have we have to get in. Um, but we'll we'll you know we're in no sort of topics. It's just a matter of when we do. No, them. Yeah. no, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of a future show, you might do. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee or nominees announced. Yes. Uh, I had to look at the list quickly. And, okay, I'm going to preface all this by saying I really don't care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What, it generates so me, much discussion? No, I mean, it does. I know what you're saying. Oh, I know. I love I love the discussion. I don't care about the hall, I should say. Right. I love the discussion. You know, I'll say this. I learned the hall does a lot of benevolent things lately. Oh, I'm sure they do. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, good for them, you know, as much as oh, we yeah. pick on them. But, yeah. Um, But, like, I, for me right now, it is, like, with the bands coming up or a lot of bands that I grew up listening or most of the nominees the last couple times anyway so it is very subjective for me coop it's like basically i really like this person put them in the hall of fame <laughs> like i mean well, it's the most you know i'm gonna i'm gonna say i called another one i said kate bush was getting nominated and i'm saying she's getting in so is this the second time because was it last year or the year before she got nominated she's got nominated last year but it's the fourth time overall Fourth time overall, okay. Yeah, you should get in. Come on, Dojo doesn't want it. He's. Well, I know, but she's great. That's Look, okay. I said that you know when you have that. Re- I I've noticed this as a trend when there's a renaissance with the artist, mm. um, and they get they usually there's enough to push them in with the nominee because the music becomes fresh in in the minds of these voters, and I believe that's yep. that's what happened through the nomination process, and I think it may carry her to get in, um. Should she get in over some other artists? That's going to be a big debate we'll have on the show, I think. Um, well, I think the problem with, and we'll talk about it on the show, but I think the problem with, like, should she get in or not over other people, it's like the 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 way that the hall conducts voting and stuff is so mysterious. Like, you don't know, are they only going to take in four? Are they going to take in, th- like, how does the voting go? Like, I, I don't... Because yeah, we you don't really know how that goes. It's hard to it's hard to have like could they take all of them in? Like I mean, I don't I don't know how it works. Yeah. No, um I don't know either. I only know is the only thing we know is that fan vote counts for one of like hundreds yeah, of ballots, well, basically. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, so like Coop and I have like went down this rabbit hole before on the show. But then what you'll find is years where someone is up for nomination, they don't get in. The next year they get in as like some other random category, like influencer right. or something. Right. So it's like, well, how do you like? So you find that bands that aren't getting in, some year they get in, but not by vote. They just get uh, like grandfathered in under some other category, and so it's sort of like, well, I don't know. I wonder if the New York Dolls are going to get in this year under that because they've gotten so... nominated so many times. I'm like, they'll do that. It's I weird. think they're going to do it for them. I mean, that's my prediction with that one. It's weird. They'll have some random category like yeah. inspirational or something. Yeah. And they'll just put them in. Yeah. I don't 
So, I mean, put in – I'm very much with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Put in whoever you like. I mean, what I like about it is the discussion like we're having now. Yeah. You get to talk about people's yeah. careers, which is fun. Um, so, yeah. So you, but you I like Kate Bush. You want to take a guess who's winning the fan vote? Uh, ooh. Missy Elliott? Or Willie Nelson? Missy Elliott is like second to last, actually. Oh, Missy! Yeah, Willie's in fourth. Oh, gee. Uh, Kate? Uh, Kate know. is fourth from the bottom. Fourth from the bottom? Fourth from the bottom. Oh, no resurgence for her. Yeah, but I don't think she needs the fan vote to get Spinners? I don't know. Who's who's winning the... All right. So I'll give you the top five in reverse order. Iron Maiden is five. Okay. Lee Nelson's four. Okay. Soundgarden is three. Oh, I forgot about them, yeah. Two is Cindy Lauper. Oh, Nice. And one is a first ballot guy that no one's talking about that I think should get in. George Michael. Warren? George Michael, yes. George He's Michael. definitely in this, Shirley. This is uh, – no one's talking about George Michael on, on it. They're, He's got to be in. They're also – I mean, he's got to get in. I mean, you this guy – What he did he in the to. 80s is – you could make an, an argument he was an artist of the decade candidate. I mean, this guy was, was oh, yeah. huge. Um. And I think he did enough to get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I think, think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, if like Eminem did enough, then definitely yeah. George Michael did. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cindy's another. I'll save some of these thoughts when we get into yeah. the whole show. But, but there's yeah, some borderline. There's some there's, borderline. I mean, but then it's borderline. But then you look at well, so and so got in. How does this? Yeah, person not that's get where it in? gets all. That's where it gets. That's kind where of, the yeah. voting gets weird because you don't know how they vote. So you're like, I don't know. Anyway, well, the yeah. one thing, Coop, is that like with a lot of these lists and stuff, a lot of the '80s artists have been sort of left outside looking in. Yeah, and now they're all coming up for the hall. Yeah, so I mean, you what have, are they, what are they going to do? There's not been a lot of no, the, the people that are voting for the hall haven't given '80s artists a lot of love. In no, the past. no, they haven't. They got three, you know, with Michael yes. Lauper and Iron Maiden, I'd say, are the big three. Well, um, Kate Bush, 80s. Kate Bush, yeah. Kate Bush, I'd say. Like, and, then, and then you kind of jump to the 90s and stuff. But Yeah, yeah Soundgarden and Cheryl Crow. Um, yeah, Warren Zevon and the Spinners in there to kind of go back. But yeah. Yeah, I mean. Uh, things, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, um so it's going to be interesting, you know, and, you know, the, we'll talk about the whole debate. Of, I, I've I've given up on the rock argument at this point. I'm just like, OK, yeah, best well. artist, just to put the best artist getting in. It's and, a music uh, hall of fame. You get it's up. a music hall of fame. Yeah. And it's good. Pete, Pete Johnson seemed to agree with me on that. He liked my plan. Yeah, I mean, it, they, they, yeah. I mean, speaking of Kate Bush, Coop. We keep talking about the Kate Bush treatment for songs. Yeah. By the way, Kate Bush running up that hill. At. 830 million uh, download listens on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> From its original, like, yeah. 40 or something yeah. before it aired. But uh, Linda Ronstadt's Long, Long Time, which is a great song. Yeah. Uh, there's a show, The Last of Us show on HBO, which is pr- quite big. And her, as soon as that show aired, her song is in it. And as soon as that show aired, it jumped up, like, 9 million downloads. Unbelievable. So Linda Linda Ronstadt's getting a bit of a run. Also, if you read if you read Cigar Jukebox, I put on a Depeche Mode song that I think should get the Kate Bush treatment. And in The Last of Us, at the end of the first episode, they played that song, Coop. 
Wow. So I'm a I'm a prophet as well. There you go. I mean, we are just giving you the information before. Um, you don't need Tony Romo to tell you what the plays are. No. We're, we're, we're telling you what the pl- <laughs> we're telling you what the plays are here. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. I have a big soft spot for Linda. She, uh, her oh yeah, uh, her song with Aaron Neville all all, all my life mm. is um mm. that uh all my life excuse me is um mm. was our wedding song. So it's a big mm. it's a she's a big part of my uh life and she's a she is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What's interesting, Coop, is as TV shows employ or have bigger budgets, they start employing these music directors. And they start developing soundtracks. We're going to see more and more of these. Like people like like uh, Quentin Tarantino is famous for this. Like putting a song in a in a in a movie and then it blows up because people are like, oh, my God, this cool. The gang song is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They go find it. So I think we're going to see more and more of this in television um, as the budgets get bigger and they have soundtracks and they have music uh, directors and, you know. Yeah, we, um, we, so we're going to see more and more of this. We saw it a lot with The Sopranos when that happened. Yeah, yeah um, Boston but and stuff. In a, yeah, but if Spotify and the, the streaming services qu- weren't quite where they are now today. No. Um, so I think it would have had a different effect. But but The Sopranos tended to bring back, um, you know, like the Van Morrison, yeah, Pink songs. You know, so we saw a lot of that happen with them. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's just an interesting thing. So check that song out if you haven't heard it. It's a great song. Yeah, it is a very good song. Uh, Pearl Sabor, some cigar news. How was it, Coop? You made it back in one piece. Yeah. Um. Um. I did make it back in one piece. Um. Real quick, I'll I'll give you everyone the Reader's Digest what Pearl Sabor is and and why you should look at going if you can go. Um. So you know, there's a lot of cigar events that you get in, in um in the world, right? And in the states, we're very spoiled with cigar events, and you get to meet a lot of people in the cigar industry in the states. Um, but we tend to meet people who are more stateside with those events. Um, occasionally, like a George Padron or Nesta Placencia will come up from Nicaragua. But there's a lot of people in Nicaragua that, that stay down there all year. And we really don't get to interact and you really don't get to see them. And I'll even put Skip into that comment, category, right? Because mm. Skip spends a lot of time in Nicaragua. So this is a chance to go down and be with the, the cigar producers, the agricultural people, a lot of people who really uh, are important to the industry. Um, and uh, it's in a setting where it's a combination of factory and farm tours, uh, evening galas, and then there's cultural activities because part of what they're trying to do is promote the culture of Nicaragua. Uh, very well-run tour, uh, really enjoyable. There was no real real negatives on, on anything I could say about it. Uh, it's a smaller tour than Pro Cigar. Um, so I highly recommend it. Um, it, you know, if you want, this is, you, you just can't go to Nicaragua and show up at a factory, by the way, you, you just can't, you have to kind of go, you have to just go through an organized tour through the company or through, you know, if your retailer is doing it, but, but Pearl Sabor is a great way to try to see a lot. And I'm going to tell you that the, you're going to interact with people in the industry. Pro Cigar is a little more closed off sometimes, I find, right? Especially the evening galas have reserved seating. And I, I've been, I talk a lot about that, by the way, in my recap article, because I think, um, but Pro Cigar is also a different animal because it's much bigger. So I, I kind of understand some of that too. So definitely, you know, you can check out the article and if, uh, you know, anyone's got questions on it, let me know. Um, and uh, I advise if you can get down there, uh, go do it because it, it was, it was great. It, people, I'd never been there before. But people told me they thought this was one of the best ones that had been put on. So, all right, okay, yep, yeah, yep. check out Coop's stuff, man. Yep. Um, ooh, 
It is getting hot here, Coop. I have a question for you, Coop. Yes. Developing palettes, right? <laughs> I love them. I watch them every week, right? Multiple times. We do. Week. Yeah, they, look, I, I do too. I love them. They reviewed the Aventura La Girona. They're like, eh. I think everybody was like, I wouldn't really have it again. It's like, meh. It kind of, <laughs> like, as the review went on, like, they just got more and more, you, like, you couldn't have been less excited about a cigar. Like, I think, I think some of them, like, June and Seth might have been laying on the floor by the time this the review was over. They were so, and then I look at their list. It's like 14 or something. It was 14. <laughs> I'm like, what? And, and you know, look, this was fresh in our minds because that review came out right before the list came out, right? So yeah, we were looking at it, like, and you read that, you kind of go through the developing palette uh, review, and uh, I'm looking at the scores, right? And, uh, you know, again, nothing, uh, nothing. Uh, six, Aaron had a 6-1-0 on it. McTavish yeah. had 6-8-2, but Seth and June weren't as high on the thing, right? They're like, yeah. Um. All of them came out. John was the only one who gave it a good, right? Um, yeah. You know, Aaron, I wouldn't see myself coming back to the cigar that often. Seth, average cigar. Um, John said he would smoke it again. And then um, June, as the overall feel was still cedar and dried red pepper spice. And that just really doesn't yeah. cut it. And it was 14. So, yeah. Well, um, I, I, so my question to you, Coop, because the way it goes is they basically, as, as I'm aware, they're top. 25 is like they just they just combine the average the scores out and it's like that's how you get it right they uh they so do, they do like a yeah. mini consensus is actually is what yeah. they do yeah so has it just been like such a really down year that it made it or like I think it was a really down year somehow I yeah. think it was a really down year um and you know you look at like you can look at the individual list and you can see like Aaron's number one cigar was the Alec Bradley trilogy right mm. and that didn't even make the top 25. So was that kind oh, of right? Yeah. Yep. Um, I was surprised that I saw some cigars as high as they were. Like, um, but they had the fine and rare four, and I only thought two of the guys liked the fine and rare. So, yeah. So it was very interesting. Yeah. So it makes for interesting viewing and reading. Yeah, it it does. Um, <laughs> for sure. Well, I know they've been down on cigars this year. Like it's been a down year. For, I mean, if you just follow them. Yeah, Aaron's going to be posting, he said, some of his analytics from the year and scoring coming up. So I think maybe that will give some more insights and compare what some of those things are going to be. Okay, but I think yeah. the price went up quite a bit as well, if I remember. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I in my data, it definitely showed the, there were a lot more $20 plus cigars this year. Oof. Yeah. But yeah, I was just shocked. And then it got, but, but like with all developing pallet stuff, it got me thinking, Coop. And I was like, has it just been a really down year? It it definitely was a down year, and like you put this cigar out like two three years ago, and it doesn't make the list at all. No, so it's more of a, so it sort of benefited from a low year. Yeah, yeah, it, I think, and I think a lot of that stuff was very close. Hmm. Because I think for them, like, and you know, they can correct me if I'm wrong, but. I think there were like a handful of cigars that really stood out and everything else was just sort of in this middle area that was like, well, you know, it's all right. Yeah, I thought Maria Lucio was going to get number one from them. I did, too. I've had that cigar. Really good. It's an extraordinarily good cigar. Um, But no, yeah, so check out. I mean, this is all a way to say you got to check out the list because it's exciting. 
Um, yep, amusing yeah, show I, also as well. I was like, what? There was a little argument going on about the 49ers game right beforehand. So you get, you oh! get the green room on Facebook if you see the Facebook version. I thought Aaron would have to play quarterback at some point. Yep. The way that, the way that game was going. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what are we smoking, Coop? We're both smoking the same cigar. Yes. You're the, you're the cigar, Coop. Yep. Give us some info, man. Um, so the Florida Minicana, what they do every year is they come out with something called the Special Football Edition Cigar. And what they do is they allocate a limited production of cigars to the state that is hosting the Super Bowl. So this year, it's California. Is it California or Arizona? Why am I? Where's the Super Bowl? Yeah, did I just? Is it Arizona? Um, it, I'm gonna check. It's Coop. somewhere. It's somewhere. Oh boy. Uh, it is. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. It I think is it's Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Arizona. My side. Yeah, I knew it was somewhere out west. My Glendale. Apologies. Glendale. Because yeah, because the Rams won it at home last year. Um, yes. so it's in Glendale. Um, they tend to change. They tend to keep this cigar. The same as far as the blend goes, but they changed the design of this cigar. So you can see it's got a football on here. This is the 2021 edition. Mm. Checking it out for the people up there. Got the football on it. Very nice. Uh, the attention to detail on the wrapper is pretty, ex pretty extraordinary, Coop. Coop is uh, muted right now, so I'm just going to let him yep, know that. Yep, I'm, I'm, oh, yep, I'm muted myself. mistake. <laughs> yeah, this is a six and a half by 58 um, pyramid, kind of. Yeah, it's sort uh, of got that, like, bell sort of shape to it, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I think a, I think Skip, one of the rich craft years, had cigars this sort of shape, I think. Uh-huh. The old, uh, the old craft, the original, the, those old yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, but this is um, what they typically use is Habano and Connecticut wrapper. Um, and then it's all Dominican guts underneath it. They change the design. Usually they'll keep the shape for two years and they'll just mm. modify the, the aesthetics on it. So mm. the 2022 looks a, a very similar, but it's got a lighter wrapper and dark football. Mm. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's, like I said, it's one that, um, I've enjoyed these, and I've enjoyed these a lot. Oh, yeah. So I know uh, I had some backlog. Dave says, you have any of these cigars? I'm like, yeah. So I got him some. Uh, we're going to be – if you're watching this live uh, tomorrow night, we're going to have John Carney on special edition where we have him on every year before the, the big game, and we'll break down. We're going we're gonna to do some game breakdown for you today, though. So uh, um, I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot about Tom Brady and, and, the, and the Giants, too, on that show. So Oh, the Giants, yes. Yeah. Yep. Hey, so, man. Great season. I mean, you know what, Dave? I didn't say this, right? I got to really give it to the Eagles fans, okay? Mm. Um, Look, we talked a lot of trash going into that playoff game, right? And they beat us, <laughs> and they beat us bad, right? Like a drum, some would say. I'll tell you what. After the game, they a, a lot of them came up to me. Good season. Really? Yeah. Good, really? I was like, yeah, there was a lot of trash talk. Good season. Hey, you guys got nothing to be ashamed of. You know, uh, best of luck next year. You know, and, and, and look, I'm kind of like one of these Giants fans. I lived in Philly for a long time. Um, mm. I I am rooting for the Eagles, so uh, mm. I am going to back the city I love. I love that city, and I'm gonna. I know what that team means to them, and we'll talk a little about that in a minute, but for sure. I uh, I think Daniel Jones 
should send flowers and chocolates to the entire Vikings defense because they got him paid, Coop. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But I also got to say, that was a masterfully coached game by the Giants. Um, oh, yeah. On both sides of the ball because – what happened is essentially uh, well, my big criticism of Dayball, and I've been a little more harder on Dayball than most, is his offense was so friggin' predictable, right? And mm. this game it wasn't. It was he, mm. de- he definitely was was really mixing it up, you know, and he was using Daniel Jones, and, and, he, and he put a lot of faith into Daniel Jones in that game. And, and I got to say, uh, Dayball won me over in that game. He, hey, I, he's, I will now call yeah. him Coach Dave. When when you win me over as a coach, you're now known as Coach So and So. So he's Coach Dave to me right now. He earned it. He earned it. I'm well, he, uh, I mean, they shut down Jefferson, which I think is was the key to everything. Really. Oh, it was. And he's an MVP candidate, of Jefferson. Because they they shut him down. Then all of a sudden, there's more pressure on the rest of the team. Yep. More pressure on the defense because they're like, well, we're not getting anything going on offense. The defense is already the worst in the NFL anyway. So it just was a, a well-constructed game by the Giants. Yeah. Yep. Good game. Yep. Um, but we're going to talk about our general thoughts and who we think the winner is going to be. Yep. So both Coop and I, look sounds like, are going for Philadelphia. I'm pulling for Hurts. Because I think Seth is, too. I think Seth is, too. I think he's got a lot of bad press over his time in the NFL. And, like, oh, he won't amount to anything. He's not a good passer, blah, blah, blah. And so I wanted to see him succeed just because he's had to kind of push through all of that and still work hard on his game and he's really improved. And yeah, so I really want him. I want, I want, I'm pulling for him, really. Um, yeah. And it'd be nice to get a new, I mean, they haven't won in a couple of years. So that'd be kind of nice. Um, I'm very interested to see. Uh, my next point was like, I'm really excited to see Mahomes against such a good defense. Yeah, me too. Because other than Kelsey, they got nothing. And so if the Eagles could take Kelsey away, I want to see what he's going to come up with. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you on that. I mean, I don't know if they can do that, but it would be interesting. It's yeah. interesting to see anyway. Because like the de- defense that they've gone against, like the Jags and then the like the Bengals, they were good, but they're not as good as this. Eagles defense is going to be no, and and you know that Eagles defense was their coaching staff was really maligned all season. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, it was getting lit up by the Philadelphia media because they have to blame someone when the Eagles lose a game or when it doesn't go the way they want. And what a job Jonathan Gannon has done in these playoffs! Um, you got it. We he shut down the Giants and he shut down the Niners, and what a job! Mm. Great defensive coordinator. Uh, he's done one of the best jobs this year. That defense is good. I feel bad for the Niners, man. Well, yeah, I do too. But then, you know, I can't have people saying, well, the, it was an unfair game. No, that's no. Fo- I mean, that's, what are they fo- do? that's football. That's football, I mean, guys. Yeah. Guys get hurt. That's part of the game. Well, not just that. They're not going to be like, well, your fourth stringer is in. So let's put our fourth. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think they were beating. The, I don't think they were beating the Eagles on their. I think the Eagles, the, the way they played. I don't, I don't I don't think they'll beat the Eagles. Man, it's gonna be a good game. Yeah. Um uh so yeah, we talked about taking Kelsey away. They're gonna ha- I mean the the Chiefs too with Mahomes, I mean he'll be better, but he'll still be injured. That's gonna be the big factor, but I really believe Chase Daniel's ready to go in that game if it happens. They're uh 
Oh yeah, their their offensive line though, like the Chiefs' offensive line, better. Yeah. Better put it together because they're yep. side of the quarter. They're the key, yeah. I think. Yep. Mm. I I agree. And Mahomes is playing in that game, unless he's like, oh yeah, unless he can't walk. He's playing. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Well, that's why the line is going to be so important because, like, you don't you don't want. I knew he ran to get the big play in the AFC Championship where that guy pushed him. I have no idea why he thought he would do that. That is. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. Exactly. My my wife texted me because she was watching the game. I was at work. She texted me, and she's like, "That was brutal." Because she was going, she's going for the for the Bengals, and she because she loves she loves uh, Joe Burrow. She loves Joe Cool. She loves him. He's great. And she's He's like, good. and she's like, "That was brutal. That's the worst call I've ever seen." The NFL should be embarrassed. And I'm like, "Well, okay, let me look at it." And it I watched was, the video on ESPN. And I was like, "Oh man, that is." It was. They had so many other chances, though. You could say, though. He you know, never put that, any officials in. Oh, that defender coop. And I know it's a fast game and everything, but he was daring the official to call it. He was daring him to call it. He was two steps out of bounds, and he shoved him in the back. Yep. 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 One hundred percent right. He was like, "I dare you to call it." Yep. Oh man, that's rough. But you know, yeah, I but... didn't. I didn't hear what the announcer said because I was watching that game in Miami in my hotel room, right? But I was smoking out on the patio and I had the mm. TV like so I could see it from the patio, but I I couldn't hear the sound, so I don't know. I, but I, I think I, it was I like I think it was just oh no, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, and it's oh that guy, that's rough. Yeah. But uh, see, the other thing too, though, with that is that so you have the Chiefs winning a game by one score against a team that really no one expected to be there with Trevor Lawrence and everything. Great and story, by him, the way, yeah. You have them winning a last-second field goal that they're pretty much gifted by that penalty. Like, I don't think they make it when it's, like, over 50 yards, which it would have been, and then it's like, well, in the overtime, you roll the dice. So they really haven't been tested a whole lot. So I don't, I don't, I don't know this. I don't think we're going to get the classic, like the chiefs come in with, with Mahomes and just steamroll somebody. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. But I, uh, I mean, what are your, what are your other thoughts, Coop? And then we'll get to our predictions. Um. So, yeah, let me kind of talk about this. Um. I, uh, I mentioned I'm rooting for the Eagles, even though I'm a Giants fan. I'm with my Philadelphia yep. brother. So you got to understand, I, I I still follow Philadelphia sports, you know, because I can able yes. to listen to sports radio. This game's, un, this game's unbelievably huge because they're going up against Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid, they love it. When Andy Reid won with the Chiefs, I'll tell you what, Philadelphia was so happy for him. But they also couldn't – I remember they couldn't stand him when he was there either, right? But it was like they were glad he won. You know, good for Andy. He got his ring. We got ours yeah, before that. Andy, so there was no, like, hard Yeah. Work. But now, hey, oh. let's go beat the fat man. Like, that's, like we, uh, <laughs> we got Sirianni, who is a – Nick Sirianni. Yes. Is, and, look, you got to just give it up to the job that Nick Sirianni has done this year, right? Look at mm. some of the coaches he – like, coaching in the year finalists he beat. He beat Brian mm. Dable three times. He beat Doug Peterson. He beat Kyle Shanahan. That guy, I mean, he's absolutely a coach of the year candidate. Um, in my oh book. yeah, um, he's had a great, great year. But this Andy Reid factor, um, 
um, is is huge, right? So it's not you're not hearing about this outside of Philadelphia, but I'm telling you, this the, the only other the Eagles couldn't play the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, right? Because of the conferences. Yeah, yeah. That would be the That's only thing that would be bigger than this because of Andy mm-hmm. Reid, right? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have that. I am predicting this is gonna be one of the greatest Super Bowls ever. I, I really think it's gonna be one of them we're gonna talk about, especially if if Mahomes plays well or the backup plays well. So I think this is one of these that's gonna go down, and we're gonna say we saw one of the great games. I think it's a great matchup. Uh, I think you got the two best teams, uh, the best from each conference. Mm. Um, and I'm going Eagles 31, Chiefs 28, and I do think that Jalen Hurts is the MVP. And also, you got to give it up to again Nick Sirianni here, um, mm. because it started with Doug. Doug Peterson, I think, started with him with Hurts. And then Sirianni has fostered the development where a guy didn't even think that Hurts would be – some guys didn't even think he would be NFL mm. starting caliber. And we're looking at a guy at MVP who's led a team to the Super Bowl. This is a this is a great story here. So, Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the great thing about Sirianni – well, one, every time they showed him on the sideline during that NFC title game, it looked like he was going to get in a fight with somebody. Like, oh, you don't, wanna, you don't want to mess with this guy. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Um, and I uh, when it turns when it turns bad for Sirianni, it's gonna. I don't know. He's got to snap. Goes bad. No. Yeah. Uh, but he and his coordinators, and probably Hurts has had some input input as well, have constructed an offense that really highlights Hurts' strengths, but also like gives him opportunities to improve. So. I guess what I mean by that is they have a lot of schemes that have open receivers that give him the confidence to throw, which for him was a was a weakness of his game. So they're yep. sort of like able to improve the weaknesses while also letting him run and like playing to his strengths. Yeah. And so they're really getting the most they can out of him with whatever with the offense that they made, which is yeah. great. Yeah. And you um, look at those Oklahoma yeah. quarterbacks, right? Baker yeah. Mayfield, mm. Kyler Murray. And Jalen Hurts, the other two were, t- were first overall picks in the draft. Hurts was like not supposed to be as good yeah, as he was. Yeah, and look yeah. where he is, and look how he's developed. Um, well, it's because it's this, it's because you have a coach and stuff that believes in him and want and creates yeah. an offense that yeah. maximizes what he has. Like they're not trying to like make him fit an offense; they're having yeah. the offense fit him, which yeah. I think is the key. And I got to say something about Eagles ownership here. Jeffrey Lurie is the owner of his team. He he brings in the right people to be the executive press. They went and they found Andy Reid, who was an unknown, becomes one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. They go and bring in Doug Peterson, who was a terrible quarterback with the Eagles, right? Yes. Was, and he wins a Super Bowl with them. And then mm. they bring in this guy, Nick Sirianni, who no one ever heard of. And Nick Sirianni's mm. got him in the Super Bowl. This is a this is a look, and I hate saying because I'm a Giants fan. This is a world class organization here, yeah, uh, and they Good, really uh, deserve a lot of credit. But yeah, I too like Coop thinks to be a close game. I actually tipped similar, very similar. Tipped Eagles twenty eight and Chiefs seventeen. So I have the Eagles winning by eleven. Yeah, I just be closer, the, but 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 yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I with the MVP as as Hertz as well. Yeah, because I think if they're going to win, he's going to have to play well. And if a quarterback plays well in the Super Bowl, they get the MVP. Yep. So, you know, even though the defense 
might be really important. I think if they play well, it's because of him, and so he'll get the MVP. Is my yeah. guess. Yeah. Do you guys see the smoke production I got going on here? Look at that. I have the bay like... open. Okay. This God. smoke. This smoke production is. I have good airflow in here. Look at this. Okay. <laughs> Look at the haze over there, Coop. This is good. These are these are these are smoking great. Mm. Um. A little Dolly Parton fact here, Coop. I knew you'd get one in. Uh, I was reading a article because it's always like people are like, why is Dolly never done the Super Bowl? Like she's super popular. Everybody knows her. Well, apparently, Katy Perry asked her when Katy Perry was doing it, and she declined because her husband was in poor health. So That's she's Dolly. like, I want to stay put... home. I can't re- can't Dolly's really do put... it. Yeah. Yep. That's Dolly. She's gonna put family first. So she was asked, and that was in 2015. Um. But she wasn't able to do it. But in this interview, uh, she also said that she's very excited for Rihanna. So you and me both, Dolly. She's excited to see Rihanna's show. Yep. Yep. It's a big, it's like, a, if folks haven't been following this, okay. Oh, yeah. Dave's into the Super Bowl, but yeah. he is into this halftime show. Like, I've never seen him into a halftime show before. Well, uh, it's interesting. And we're going to get into, I think, why this is a very big halftime show. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of. But yeah, we're gonna get into that. But this is a big one, yeah. Um, big Super Bowl in general, um, musically, yep. a lot of big names. Coop, yeah, kind of uh, a good job, by way, good job of covering this. Yeah, so I think uh, Dave really put together some good good points on what we have going on musically wise. Well, let's let's start off with the anthem because everybody loves the anthem. Yeah, I mean they love like Whitney Houston yep. is obviously no one's gonna top that. No, uh, I mean that was. No, Marvin yeah. Gaye for the NBA All Star Game. That's another iconic yeah. one. Yeah. But uh, Chris Stapleton was tapped on the shoulder for for this one. Yeah. Uh, which I think is an interesting choice. So, I mean, what yeah. do you think about about Stapleton doing the anthem coup? Um. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm really excited that that it's a country artist. Uh, and Chris Stapleton, we've talked about he's he's a bit of a throwback to some of the country artists from 30 or 40 years ago. Um. And his style is great. Um. This is this is gonna sound negative, and I don't want it to sound negative though. Fox is doing the Super Bowl this year, mm-hmm. and look, Fox is always pushing this Americana agenda. Oh, and, yep, here we and, go, and, and and they do it a lot. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, okay, mm-hmm. but I'm also saying I can see Fox really push for this, okay, mm-hmm. because they really they they push this whole Americana thing. And you, how can you get more American than Chris Stapleton here? I mean, that's what I'm just saying. Yeah, so I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I don't want it to sound like, oh, you know, but I'm not. No, I think it's a good thing that they push. This is an American mm. event, and mm. you got an American. But I, I can't help but say, uh, they, they weren't going to bring Bono in for this. Fox was going to, oh, yeah, Bono, no. Fox was going to say no, Bono. You know, no. Or, or look, okay, I'll even go first. I don't know if they would have let Springsteen do it. Okay, that's what I'm just saying. So no. Yeah, so I don't think they had any problem with this one, but it, mm. it is a good one. Uh, mm. Are we doing songs too now? Yeah, you, what what songs? Like for people that don't really know Chris Stapleton and stuff, we're gonna put some songs in the song list. So yep. You can check it out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So what I are some a, songs? Yep. So I have a couple from his Traveler album, uh, which is one of his. Mm. I think it was his first album. Really good album. Mm. Uh, first, I picked the song Traveler, and again, if you're looking for a throwback country style song, right? This is it. That's a great, mm-hmm. great song. It's a great intro to Chris Stapleton if you haven't heard him. And then I picked Parachute. And what I love about Parachute is 
it's 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 got this banjo and acoustic going with it, right? And that mm. banjo thing is really going good. And Chris Stapleton mm. can do those raspy vocals really well. So I I kind of like that song, and I just was like, yeah, these are just vintage. That first album of Chris Stapleton's is a great album, um, and it really catapulted him over the last few years. Mm. No good, uh, good thoughts. Yeah, uh, I love Chris Stapleton. People probably know that. Yeah. Because we've we've had him on the show before, or not had him. That that'd be great. But we, we we talked about him. Um, yeah. I think he'll do a really good job. Like he has, like Coop said, which is a great point. He has a very soulful voice. It's very throwback voice. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he'll do a good job. Um, I was just thinking more along the lines of it being Black History Month and having we're gonna talk about the other artists, but having a primarily African American like lineup. That maybe it would have been good to have an African American artist in the slot as well. So maybe, like I said, Gabriel's, who's an artist, a new RB artist that Coop and I are pretty high on that we talked about last show. Yeah. Um, possibly Anderson Pack, who's who's done some hip hop and, and and has a really interesting, good voice. Um, I put that that it might be complicated because there might be some protests around the anthem, especially with the 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 Tyree. Uh, I think that's Nichols what I went for Stapleton with this too. Just. Yeah, maybe a safe pick to I'm try to say, avoid that. Yeah, maybe. You know, look, um, I'll say this: I can uh, see that. Certainly, there's good representation from the African American on the on this roster. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I I, I can see exactly what you're saying with that too. I was just saying maybe yeah. it might have been a just if we're looking at alternatives. But as far as him seeing the song, like yeah. in a vacuum, I mean, he'll do a great job. Like I don't think he'll do yeah. a bad job. Yeah, I mean, and it's certainly they could have brought in like a John Legend to do it or something like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, that would be great. That would. Yeah, I mean, and and. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's ever done one before at a big game. So uh, has he done yeah. a NBA one? I don't know. We a piano have. out there, Coop. Oh, anyway. Well, yeah. Um, get a piano. Get yeah. a get John Legend. What a voice! That's a great. What call. a voice that he's got. That's a great call. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, those are just my thoughts about Chris. Yep. The songs I like: uh, "Broken Halos," which I love. Oh, God, great I love song, song! Classic, an absolute classic. And then the, a newer song, kind of, because he just is off the Grammy. Yep. Uh, a newer song is Starting Over. It's kind of a newer song of his. Yep. Um, but the other thing, too, Coop, and people should keep in mind with these artists, is usually when they perform at the Super Bowl, they're releasing something. Um, they try and release something in accordance with that. So it'll be interesting to see if he comes out with a new single or something in February, just to sort of, like, capitalize off of that. Yeah. Yeah. Or if he I, guessed, I or if he, guest stars or features on someone's track. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yep. Now, someone the next one here, Coop, doing America the Beautiful, someone I largely associate with producing. Me too. Because of the 90s, he's produced people and written for people like Tony Braxton, TLC. He did a lot of work on Crazy Sexy Cool. Yep. And this is Babyface, whose who's song as well. Edmund. But yep. I, I knew him more as a producer, and, and I, I love 90s R&B, and he was, like, obviously talking about Tony Braxton and stuff. Um, but I really knew him as a producer, so I looked at some songs of his. I Said I Love You is probably a really big song. It's sort of that 90s slow-down um, R&B. Yeah. And this is for The Lover and You with LL Cool J is another good song. Um, but, yeah, Kuba, this is a very interesting selection for me just because – Babyface is not, I mean, he's a well-known artist, right? but I don't think he's known as a singer as much as a well-known producer or industry person. 
Yeah, he's definitely a, a producer first. I like to look at him. He is the next generation of of the generation after Quincy Jones came. Kenneth mm. Babyface Edmonds, right? Uh, he's got a very softful, peaceful type of mm. voice, which mm. is gonna be. Per- I didn't put my thoughts in here on this, but that it's perfect for this song. And when you hear him sing, you'll understand why. Um, mm. He's, he, you know, he he's actually worked a lot with Eric Clapton too. And actually, okay. I, picked, I picked two songs connected with Eric Clapton for this, right? So mm. he was on uh, Eric Clapton's "Change the World." He produced mm. that song. And he does the background vocals in the chorus. And you can hear that soulful voice kind of get in there. Uh, there's just, you know, that song Change the World was a, I mean, it was mm. just such a, I think it won every award that year. It was an amazing, amazing track by Clapton. Uh, and, I, you know, it just, it's just beautiful. And, and, but Kenneth, Kenneth's Babyface Edmonds is, is doing the background vocals. And then he's covered Wonderful Tonight which is an Eric Clapton song mm. and his cover. And, and I'm, I'm hoping it, I, I know it's on Spotify. Um, it is a beautiful cover of this song. Uh, one uh, well, tonight, just when you hear his, uh, his interpretation of the song, he doesn't deviate too much from the original, but again, he brings this soulful voice in there. Um, he's really good, Dave. He's really, he, I wish he has done more albums because he's a very talented mm. like, Quincy Jones. People don't realize he's a very talented musician, too. I mean, people don't realize mm-hmm. he's known as a producer as well. And I put Babyface in the same in the same boat as him. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, good. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yep. Um, I'm, looking I'm looking forward to that mm. one. I think it's going to be uh, definitely the music's going to be really key. And mm. oh, Fox sticks with well, Fox will stick with both these songs. So. Yeah, they'll have so many to. other networks. I'd be a little worried. They may not cover this, by <laughs> the way. But Fox is going to cover both of these. I can tell you that. So and we're not done with the pre uh, the pregame singing here. Yeah, because we have lift every voice and sing, which is, you know, largely associated like, you know, I think it's called uh, like the African-American National Anthem, essentially. Uh-huh. Um a good sort of gospel track. This is an extremely interesting choice. Yes, not we a have, big name. Not a big name. No, but we have Cheryl Lee, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Yep. Which most people would know off of the show she's on Abbott Elementary. Yep. But she's done Broadway and recorded some music, so it's not like she's never yep. sang professionally before. Um, yep. and yeah, I got. Uh, in the evening was sort of the track I chose, but that's like an eighty, what an eighty four or something. But it's a very disco sounding song. Mm, it is, yeah, it's very much a disco song when I listen to. It. Um, so your thoughts? Because I found this one a bit out of left field. Like I didn't know. I was like, wow. I I, <laughs> I like this pick because um, you know, we talk about the Beyonces a lot, and we're mm-hmm. talking about Rihanna. Shirley Ralph is is someone who is she comes from the Broadway background and mm. she's very good. Okay. She is very good. She's got a great voice. I think this is not going to disappoint. Um, So I think it's a, I, I like this pick. I like that. They went with kind of, they thought a little out of the box with this one. Uh, like I said, they, they could have called Beyonce. I mean, mm. I don't know if she would have answered the phone on this one, but um, you know, saying, you know, but she's done a halftime show, right? But, but I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with this pick. Um, and, you know, I mentioned the song you mentioned Broadway. She did the also the theater version of Dreamgirls, uh, which mm. if you've ever seen Dreamgirls, that's the Eddie Murphy. In that, one of Eddie Murphy's great performances. Uh, that song One Night Only uh, 
it's an iconic Broadway song, and and she she sings in, in an ensemble with uh, Jennifer Holiday and some other artists mm. in it. Um, it, it's uh, it's good. So I'm I'm really looking I'm looking forward to this. This is something a little different, and I think it's I think it doesn't always necessarily have to be the 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 platinum selling artist for this. So, mm. but but a very talented woman. Yeah. Yeah. No, so 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 that sort of wraps up the kind of pregame music and then Coop we move into of course the halftime act yep Rihanna now we're going to do a couple things with the halftime act we're going to talk a little bit about Rihanna's career right here to give people like a a little kind of a kind of a prepper on that yep uh and then we're going to have some uh some thoughts on some on some special guests because I as of recording this they haven't been announced but the Super Bowl loves to throw in some special guests in the halftime show. Yeah, we all put some guests in there, and I actually added so we're a couple gonna... of things. I don't know if you saw, I added a couple this afternoon. So yeah, uh, we'll so we're gonna about... yeah throw our hat in the ring on some people yep. here. Yep, exactly. So just some general things. So it's one of the highest women artists of all selling women artists of all time. She has more sales than Beyonce, if you can imagine that. More than Taylor Swift, for now, because the Midnight's came out. Um, she had a long career too. We we yes. she's been around a long time. I mean, she hasn't put out a record in six years, but she's put out like six records or something. Yep. Uh, so she has roughly, from my research, around she has eight records. Yep. And she hasn't put out a record in six years, so she's she's been around a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's been a little busy. She you know had a baby and stuff yeah. too. Yeah, but I so, mean yeah. to put out eight records and still have a six-year break is yeah. You've been you've been popular for a while. Yeah. Um, so for my research, break. yeah, oh yeah. So for my research, she sold roughly two hundred fifty million um, records, singles, like you know however you want to count that. Uh, now not as big as Madonna, Coop, who is number one. With you think, oh, it's two hundred fifty million. Beyonce, I mean, Rihanna's like number two, number three. But Beyonce's forty years. Okay, Maybe you're like, no. oh, Madonna, she's three hundred and fifty million yeah. over that. Rihanna's about sixteen <laughs> or seventeen years, which yeah. is long. I mean, again, we don't because she started very young. But Madonna's been doing this forty years. But Rihanna, look what she is already mm. with that. That's amazing. So three hundred fifty million for Madonna, two fifty million for yep. Yep. Rihanna, A which is surprising. Star. Yeah. I think people are surprised she sold more than like Taylor Swift and Beyonce. Uh, you wouldn't assume that, but she has. Yeah. And Taylor, um, she's probably yeah. been around as long as Taylor Swift. Probably. Yeah. I would say so. Yep. Um, now, this is her first. Uh, what What's come out on the Black Panther soundtrack? It's her first studio stuff in six years. And I don't even think I can put into words how excited I am for this show and the fact that it means we're probably going to get a new record. It, it, very from soon. everything I saw, there's, a, there's an album like ready to go or something from what I've understood. So something they usually do that. Yeah. They usually drop it. Like if not the day of or right before, like right after. I think we'll get something new in this. Like, and we'll talk about maybe some of the songs we think that will be at the show. Right. But I think one of those songs will drop at this and I'd be surprised. I'd be shocked if we don't, we don't get it. Yeah. We don't know the song yet. We don't know the song yet. No, we don't know the songs. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, we don't know the songs. Yep. Uh, so what are your sort of 
initial thoughts before we let, we jump into our songs here. All right, so I have two thoughts. This is a very intriguing halftime show because of this break that we talked about. Six years, a long time, a long time in the music business to be away. Um, and for someone to come back and have this much, uh, you know, the people are really looking forward to this. So, oh, yeah, I think that that's a big, big, big thing. I think that's a big story. Of this. Like we, I don't remember something like this ever happening with a halftime show. With someone's coming. I mean, we had the, the oldie circuit they went through. Mm. A little Prince, different. maybe? Now, Prince was always throwing stuff out there, though. But people were excited about that one, I think. But, yeah, people. And then people, I think, were expectations were surpassed. But with not that. like this. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, not like this. So I think this halftime show, I think the break, people are into this. I mean, I was doing the dojo show last night, and he's even into kind of this. Um, not, maybe, maybe not necessarily his favorite. Dojo! But, you know, he was like, this is a positive show. You know, I said the same thing last night. Um, This is going to now this is this is the trend that we see with halftime shows. We don't have halftime shows anymore where the band goes out there and does four songs. It's not like we're going to see the Rolling Stones do that anymore. Those shows are gone. So this is going to be more of a performance. There's going to be theatrical Mm. elements in it. And Mm. it's going to focus more on Rihanna, the performer, as opposed Mm. to Rihanna, the singer. Um, I'm hoping mm. that it's not lip synced or anything like that. And, you know, I, you know, but I don't think it will mm. be. But um, you, you're going to hear. I mean, there's going to be a lot of pre-recorded music on this. And I think for this mm. type of show, it, they can make it work. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. what she'll probably do is like what, like 10 minutes from like her top. I don't know. It'll be five, four or five songs, songs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be a new song, an old song, two old songs. And then there's going to be that collaboration, that mystery collaboration is going to come. And there'll in be there. just these like, it'll just be like one verse in the chorus of a song, maybe. Maybe. Or just like, like I remember when, uh, you know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers of Bruno Mars kind of come mm-hmm. in there and they do like a, sh- a short mm-hmm. version of the song. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think those are the two things I'm looking for uh, with this. And, and I, I'm expecting something Beyonce like Katy Perry like mm-hmm. with this with this mm-hmm. halftime. Job. It's going to be over the top for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even I'm, like last, even like. The, uh, that last year with the Eminem year or whatever with Snoop Dogg and like yeah. 50 Cent and Mary J. Yeah. Blige. Like they had this big set. People were everywhere. That was pretty crazy yeah. as well. Kendrick yeah. Lamar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, so, Coop. Yep. What are your other thoughts on Rihanna? Yeah, so, those are, I'll hold some of the other thoughts when we get to the music, but I think you're going to see a, um, you know, and she's got a very good career to kind of tap into her music. So, I expect it to be some old stuff, some new stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, this is going to be something very, very, and it's going to be an elaborate production is what I'm going to tell you. Because, again, oh, yeah. the, the days of a band coming out there and doing four songs is done. They're not doing that no. anymore. Yeah, no. The, the show's evolved. They they have other areas you could do that now with. So I think you, you, they do pre, they also, there's also a pregame show sometimes they do. Um, but I really want to, when we get to the collaborating artists, I, I threw one in at the last minute. It's not even on the uh, list. And I'll talk about why I threw this artist in. And it's an old time artist I'm going to throw in on there. I got an old time artist as well. I uh, y- Yeah, you do. All right. So I think as we go through the songs, we might talk about what we think she's going to sing because yeah. I'm sure we would have picked some of those. Yep. Um, so I'm going to kick it off with probably her most well known song. It's not off of the first album, but. It's had over 10 million sales. It's probably yep. one of the best hooks in pop music, and that is Umbrella. Oh, yeah. She's definitely going to do that song. I, I would be shocked um, if Umbrella is not one of those four <laughs> or five songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She either ends with it or, or puts it in the middle. or It's in there. 
Um, did you know, Coop, I read this in researching the song, that it was originally written with for Britney Spears. And then the then the people, the writers thought, oh, maybe it would go well with Mary J. Blige. So they approached Mary J. Blige with it. Mary J. Blige is like, eh, I don't know. And so they saw Rihanna perform on the at the Grammys, and they're like, oh, maybe her. Yeah. And so that's how that's how she got the song and sold 10 million copies. And it really it. became a signature song of hers. I think there's a couple of signature songs, mm. but this really became the uh, a signature song with, with hers um, with it. So um, I think in the end, the it, it landed with the right with the right uh, with the right person. Oh, yeah. One of the best hooks ever in pop music, I reckon. Yeah, that is one of the best hooks. That umbrella hook is unbelievable. Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh, it's, I mean, because, yeah, she's got to play it. It's kind of the song that, you know, you have to have. Yep. Let's see. Let's see you here. You got some you got some interesting ones here, Coop. You got a couple that I think she'll definitely. You got one at least that I think she'll definitely yeah, play. Yeah, I'm not sure about this one. You tell me if you think. But but, um, I think one of the song that really introduced me to, to uh, Rihanna was S.O.S. Mm, um, good song. And, and this song is built around uh, Soft Cell's Tainted Love. That whole song, it, there's a there's a sample in that thing, and the whole foundation of that song is built around it, uh, which is really really cool. And this this to me, like I started this. This is when I really first heard of Rihanna, and I'm like, you know, it wasn't her first single by any means, but no. uh, but yeah, that that that, uh, and I love that song. And uh, it this song became a monster hit in the dance club movement of the late mm. 2000s. And, and what was interesting is I thought the early 2000s, there was this push to go with retro disco songs, right? Yeah. Like you saw Studio 54 popping up in Vegas. But by the end of the decade, it had kind of moved more to a, an electronic sound. Mm. And I think this song was really emblematic of the of that movement with the dance club movement. And this song was all over the dance clubs that year. I don't know how this will translate into a Super Bowl performance though. That's why I'm mm. like good song, but I don't know if it's, it's what it's going to fit into what they're doing at the halftime show. No, it's an excellent song. I'm glad you have it. Yeah. Cause it's a fantastic song. Yeah. I think the issue with Rihanna is sort of the similar issue you have with Beyonce in that in this time of their careers, they have so many big songs yeah. that it's like, I think the the only song I don't know if she does any song that doesn't have less than like four hundred million listens to it. Like I don't know. Yeah, you know the other point I didn't make with with, with my um my thoughts were Rihanna's not a one trick pony. She has very Ooh. different songs in different styles. Um, to, so you know sometimes you may not like one song of hers because it's not your style. But and I'll talk about when I get to my next song. She's gonna switch. It's gonna switch his gears a lot with it. You know. Um, and she, I think there's influences from other artists she's had too. Coop, it's like you're reading my notes because the next song I have is probably like her first big hit. Yeah. Uh, one of one of her first is "Rude Boy" off of her debut record, Rated R. Yep. Um, this really does showcase her vocal range, like kind of what Coop is alluding to, how she can do different styles, and she has a very good range. Um. It has a pretty good. It has. It really shows her vocal range. It's it's kind of a more straightforward pop R and B song. She could do this song. She could, but I don't know if she'll take anything off that first record. But she could. This this would be one for the fans, sort of thing. I think. Yep. So she could do the song because it still probably charts really well. It was a huge hit at the time, so I could see her. Doing it, 
just like I said, just for all the fans of the audience to be like, oh my god, she's playing something off rated R. Um, so yeah, she could do it, but I don't know. It's kind of borderline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, border. I would say yeah, but um, uh, you know, if they want to, you know, a little more of a take it down a yeah. bit, and you know, that's possible. Your next song, I think she's definitely gonna do. See, this one I think she is gonna do, and it would fit that vibe. Um, a nice transition. It's diamonds. Mm, um, and I think song. this song really showcases her how good a vocalist she is. What a talented woman on vocals here. And I would say this has also more of a classic R and B vibe to it, mm. uh, for sure. Um, and you know, like I said, it's it's um uh, it's very different than SOS. I mean, it's just kind of a yes. completely yes. um so like if, if if you're not into a uh kind of the I call SOS like the agent provocateur. They did the agent provocateur mm. lingerie commercials with it. Wait, mm. But this is completely different. This is a more soulful thing, and it really emphasizes her voice. Um, the question is, do you want to use that at a Super Bowl show where, um, you know, but maybe you want to take she does a short part of this and they take it down a little a bit with it. I think I think the chorus coupe. Yeah, is very arena. The chorus. That's, like, that, that's could, true. Yes. I think you could get a good arena vibe. I mean, maybe not like first chorus because the verses are a bit down but that chorus is quite big so i yeah. think it would play well the chorus would anyway yeah i think they could put it in there maybe in the middle somewhere like the crowd's already up and going and you throw that in there mm-hmm. yep i think she'll definitely do it like it's just too big of a hit i think yep i uh God, I, I, it's, such it's a, a big good song. It, it's a good song though that's oh, a great song yep now i think she'll do this song too now i'm not a big drake guy i'm not either I don't really like. I don't. I don't know. Skip. I don't know. I. I think Skip could go kind of go hot and cold on Drake. I know he likes a lot of Drake. Yeah. I don't know if he's a huge Drake guy. Uh, but he features on this track and it's work. Uh, this is probably off one of my favorite records, which is Anti, which is the last record she's done, her last studio record. Uh, great range, got a very sexy vibe to it. It's a very well known song with a great hook. I think she might do this song as well. I think work might uh, be just... in there. I think it's possible. I think it's definitely a contender. Upbeat, great hook. I think yep. that could be in there. Yep. I would definitely keep an eye out for this one. Yeah, very good upbeat. The hook is there, and I think the hook is key with when you have a, a performance that you're doing with this. And I think you could do you could build a theatrical element certainly around this too. Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, so I think that could that could yeah. that can make it in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just a great track. Uh, off a great record. And if you want to know sort of where it's interesting, cause it's sort of her last studio record, so you can kind of see like where she was, where yeah, when she stopped, yeah, like where her music sort of progressed to. Yep. Now we we got I, this is a great track. Love this track. I think this one could be in there too. Mm. Yeah. Uh, don't stop the music. Yep. It's great. This song. one, it almost seemed like this is where she took a little bit of a Madonna influence with this song. Mm-hmm. It's got a Madonna esque kind of vibe to it. Uh, it's got a sampling of uh, from Michael Jackson's "Wanna Be Starting Something" in there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you got all of that whole "Mama Say, Mama Say, Mama Goose" stuff <laughs> in there. Uh, it's a great song, and uh, I, I again, um, I think this was very much where you want to get audience participation and stuff like that. Um, you definitely you could, could. Yeah, you definitely could get this. So I, I could definitely see this one uh, possibly making the cut for it as well. Uh, I like this song a lot. Uh, it's a really Really, really good song there. Um, I think this song sometimes gets in the portfolio. Sometimes gets a little missed with it. Mm. I love your Madonna comparison to it. I love that. 
yeah, I went, you know, I kept listening to this song and I was like, you know, and I try to look like, I'm not saying she was copying me now, but you know, she, you know, artists no. are always influenced by other artists. That's just how it goes. Um, so, you know, definitely, um, you know, definitely something to look for. Now, my next track has no chance of being at the, at the, I mean, maybe, but, uh, I would say the chances of this song being there. But again, another, another shows our versatility with this song. Very slim, but there is some, and that's Lemon. Now, it's not a track that she put out, but it's a track that she features on from Nerd, which is sort of like a hip-hop collaborative with Pharrell um, and, and some other people. Uh, and it's off their record, No One Ever Really Dies, which came out maybe... A couple years ago. And this is when people start getting excited about Rihanna. Like, ooh, she's on a track. What are we going to see? And this is like hip-hop Rihanna. Yep. So she really sort of flexes her hip-hop chops on this track, which I love. And which I hope that this is a sign of maybe she's going to do some more of this stuff on her new record. Um, So I'm really excited about that. And she's great. I mean, she kind of has the hip-hop break in the middle of yep. the song. It's your classic sort of like guest vocal bit. Like you do the verses around it, and in the middle you have some hip hop person come in and do whatever. Yeah. Um, and she's really good, but I don't know. How, I don't know how they do a clean version of it. Uh, and I don't know how that would work. And people might be like, "Huh?" Because it's not really a Rihanna track, but she's on it. So, um, uh, but no, I mean it's great. I think. I think it'd be cool if she started doing that at the halftime, just to show her rapping at the halftime show would be cool. But yeah, I agree. Outside, it's a very outside chance, Coop. Yeah, very outside. I uh, I think it's an outside, but I wouldn't rule it out. Hey, can't rule it. Can't rule anything out. Yep. I guess. Yeah. What What do you What do you got? All right, this one I can I see this one potentially, and I, I'll talk about the scenario I see. Mm. Uh, it's shut up and drive. Mm -hmm. Um, great song. This comes off the same album as Umbrella. Uh, was I think the other the other single really off this album, and uh, I like to say it has a it has a it has a little bit of that pink edge to it. She yeah, 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 yeah. Very heavy new wave influence track. Mm. Um, you know what's sampled in that? Uh, is New Order's uh, Blue Monday is sampled in that mm -hmm. thing? Um, but I see, I could potentially see the opening thing. They they bring a car out with Rihanna in the car. And she drives the car out, and she, oh, she, there's someone driving the car. And she's on the back of the car singing this. Oh, here we go. I, I could absolutely see them opening the show with this. Right, that's why okay. I'm like, yeah. Um, and I think, like I said, it's kind of she brings a little that edge. So it's gonna get that's gonna mm -hmm. get you into this like right away. Um, so I really think that this is a potential. Like I said, I think if they don't do it with a car. Then they're not gonna do it. If you don't see a they car at all, it. this won't happen. But but I'm that's what I'm thinking is gonna happen here. Uh and I'm gonna go okay. by I've been on a hot streak with, with um with picks here. So you have. Yeah, you have. So I like it. No, I love it. I love the yeah. pick, I love the yeah. song. I love the artist comparisons you're making. They're very interesting. Pink and Madonna, very very spot on. It's yeah. great. I'm a big. I really, as far you as like, female, I'm a big pink fan. Uh, shame on shame on Sunday Night Football for for replacing Pink when when oh, she did the hey, Monday Night. Pink uh, the Sunday, yeah. Oh yeah, Pink is 
she's a very interesting woman to just listen to. You know, she's mm. a lot of lot. There's a lot to her, is what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, she's not just all. I remember she did that thing with Lady Marmalade when she years. Oh yes, what, yeah, it was great when she did that. She brought that little bit of edge to it, you know. Mm. But uh, but yeah, I I think um, I think Rihanna brought kind of that pink vibe with this. Mm. Yeah. My last one. I don't think she'll do this one, but I think she'll do a track off of this record. And the last one I have is Born Again. This is her second track on the Wakanda Forever soundtrack. This is kind of a more of an R&B pop vibe to lift me up. I think for sure. She's going to do lift me up. Yeah. I mean, it's crushing. It's her latest single. For sure. I think she's going to do it. Yep. And it might start or it might end, but it's going to happen. Um, now, having said that, she's going to turn out not to sing it. But I think I think Lift Me Up is definitely on it. I didn't feature that because I think I've done it before. Uh, and this Born Again is is a, a track I really love, um, which has more of that sort of hip hop pop vibe to it. Lift Me Up is kind of more. What would you say? Coop gospel-y, more spiritual. Yes. Lift yeah. Me up. Yeah. Again, showing sure her versatility, yeah. So. Uh, and what's your? You have a duet. Yeah, and one. and um, I don't think this one will will be on it. Will be it may. No, all right, maybe it may, right? And I have I'll, I'll talk about when we get to some of the collaborations, but uh, I did pick this one for you, Dave, because this is you <laughs> know the influence here. Uh, this the song is the duet with Calvin Harris. This is what you came for. Mm. Um, very modern electronic feel to this song. Um and uh you know it was you know, I said Taylor Swift is the wrote this song mm-hmm. uh with mm-hmm. Calvin Harris but uh it ended up going with Rihanna uh it was famous it was performed in Russia um mm-hmm. at uh, he played it in Russia after the FIFA uh, World Cup final mm-hmm. in 2018 they do some stuff there um so I could see this song uh I I don't know this is a long shot I think for sure mm-hmm. but again it's it's it, you know it has that electronic this was released like 10 years after SOS here, but it still kind of shows yeah. that, that electronic music vibe in there. That, you know, and I do like that. So um, we'll see on that one. It's a song I like, and that's why I picked it. Uh, for oh, me. yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and then, I mean, so are there some songs? So there's one song that I think she might do that we haven't talked about, uh, or two songs. She might do uh, Love on the Brain off of Anti, which is another big song. Yeah, I, I, I was looking at that one. I thought you might expand it from five to eight, right? <laughs> so I was like, well, I was like, we gotta, we gotta finish the show sometime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then possibly stay off of Unapologetic, mm-hmm. just because yep. Unapologetic was a big record. Yeah. So you might want to have a track off it. Yep. Um, are there were there any other Rihanna ones that you're like, oh, maybe this one? That we haven't talked about, or um, I'm trying to think on my list. I think you call. I think you got them all. Um, well, the thing but, is, she has so many big hits. It's like, where do you stop? Um, you know, um, what was it? Um, I mean, she's done a couple of those Calvin Harris ones too. Yeah. Um, so certainly, you know, I, I could see that being being in that. Um, you know, I was looking at talk that talk. Maybe you know, I don't yeah. know if we talk much about that album. Um, no. but you know, that there's a couple, you know, d- does she go with something like talk that talk and we'll talk about that in a second. Right. <laughs> with mm-hmm. that. Or does she bring in like uh, you don't want or something like that. So maybe those are the mm-hmm. other ones I was looking at too. 
Yeah, I mean, she has a lot to choose from. It'd be like if Beyonce or Taylor Swift did a halftime show. It's like, yeah. well, like, yeah, there's a lot there. Yep, yep. Um, but it, it's very exciting. Uh, so I mean, here's the thing with all halftime, well, not all, but with recent halftime shows, there's always like the random guests. Like Katy Perry had Missy Elliott, which just sort of yeah. blew up everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had last last year they had like a bazillion people on it anyway. Yep. Um, Beyonce's guested before. Uh, Bruno Mars has guested before. I mean, he's done his own, but then he's shown up on other. Red, Red Hot Chili Peppers did it. Yeah. yeah. So, who do you think is going to be a guest that we haven't been that hasn't been announced yet? Now, none of these have been announced yet. So, who do you do you think? What are some possible guests that might show up? Okay, so. When we air this show, when the show's not playing and you're listening to this, the Grammys were already decided. So the Grammys are going to be announced uh, okay. for us tomorrow or if you're listening to this the day before. So I can see maybe Steve Lacey or Harry Styles popping in on Ooh. this. Now, what I don't know what they would do. I don't know what they would do with it, right? That's the, the right. Uh, you know, the, the, I, I, I can't see them doing it. Eh, eh, uh, as it was, right? I just don't see it. Well, yes, I can't no. see him doing bad. You know, uh, you know. I don't. They would have do- to. Yeah, it sounds like. Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting, yeah. but yeah, it yeah. sounds like they would have to do a Rihanna. Like they're not going to do their own song with Rihanna. I, I don't see. It. Yeah, I think they'd have. Yeah. They bring her in to do a male vocal with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I put Pink in there. Right, I did Ooh, put Pink in there. That's I, tempting. It's tempting. I could see it. Right. Um. Here's the oldie I'm talking about. Is here we Diana, go. Diana Ross. Oh, yes. Now, now here's nice. why. Diana Ross is from the Phoenix area, and she yeah. did the halftime show in Phoenix back in, like, 98, and that's the famous one where she goes up in the helicopter. I mean, it was yeah. one of the most iconic moments in the history of, this, of halftime shows. I can see it. I, I, I can see it there. But mm. I'm also looking, will there be that, will they bring in a rock band? Like Bruno okay. brought the Chili Peppers in, right? Ah, uh, and, and who is that rock band gonna be? I was having a lot of trouble trying to to see who it would be, right? Um, I, I Coldplay was like an easy choice. I don't think it's Coldplay, uh, with that. So that's where I'm kind of wondering, like, will they? I don't. Like, the Gin Blossoms come to mind, but they're not big enough for a halftime show. No, 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 you know. No. So I don't think it's gonna be the Gin Blossoms either. But it's gonna. I think they could possibly do that to kind of satisfy, to kind of satisfy. But who would it be? Is I was really struggling to kind of Foo come Fighters? up. Foo Fighters. Do they do the? That would be a really good one. That would be. They would have to be. I mean, the thing about it is Rihanna's so huge. Yeah, you're right. You make a great point. You can't bring in a band that's far lesser than her. No, you have to like. like they have pe- to be a big band, and it has yeah. to be someone like. It's going to be completely the opposite. Like when the Chili Peppers came in with Bruno Mars, mm-hmm. it re- they really it was really one of the iconic moments in a Super Bowl halftime show because you saw mm-hmm. Bruno Mars doing it, give it away, give it away. With, with, and Flea's going crazy. It's like so I think there could be that moment there. Um, it's but just, they have to be a big band. Yeah. It has to be a big band. They're not going to bring back the Chili Pe- I know the Chili Peppers are kind of doing some stuff again. Um, mm. so it's not going to be them. Um, no. I'm just trying. This list is small, man. This list is small. It's 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 um, yeah. It's you know, not gonna bring Green Day in. I don't think they're gonna bring Green. No, 
Fox will reject that one. So, uh, for mm. sure. Uh, they're not going to bring Arcade Fire in. I mean, no. So, no. yeah, it's, uh, it's, so, but yeah, I think they'll do, so, it's going to be something out of the box. It's just, I was mm. really just having a tough one, but I, I, I can see them still doing it with someone. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to bring uh, back um, a 70s band to do it either. So, no, no. They're not going to bring an 80 year old. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, the halftime show is sponsored by Apple Music and produced by Rock Nation, Coop. Yes. And who's associated with Rock Nation and also has done a song with Rihanna, and that is Jay Z. That's why I looked at Talk That Talk. That's why I kind of mentioned that one. So I could see Jay Z coming on Umbrella. Yeah. Like doing his little rap bit at the beginning of Umbrella. She does a verse and chorus. You move on to another song. Right. And he gets in like like he 45 seconds on that. Yes. Yeah. I could see that because it's sort of kind of set up that way. Yeah. I put if Beyonce's on there, it would melt the world. Yeah. <laughs> like if all of a sudden yeah. Beyonce comes out with Rihanna, right. that yeah. would be that would melt the Internet. They'd have to pause the game. They'd have to play the game at another date. Yeah. My wife just looked at all the smoke that's been coming here with this. Oh cigar. no! Did she think? Did she think it was your garage is on fire? I have the door open here, and it's not doing any. There's a lot <laughs> of smoke coming from this cigar. Yeah. Uh, now, because of uh, Black History Month, I was thinking, like, what are some other African American artists that might come on that would be interesting? Uh, I thought maybe people like contemporary, like Liriana. So maybe Lizzo. Megan the Stallion, Cardi B, like some other primary, some please not Brandy prominent Carlisle. artists. Please not Brandy Carlisle. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. Please no. no on that one. No, no, no. Yeah, but I. But I my think. my only pick, Coop, and I don't know why I picked it other than I think it'd be cool. Dionne Warwick. See, I see. If they don't go with Diana, right? That'd I be can cool. see. I can see her paying homage. To someone like that, right? So that's a, I think that's not an off the wall pick. I just think it would be really cool to have Rihanna doing a duet or even some short song, even if it's her, even if it's Rihanna doing the chorus of one of their songs, right? Mm-hmm. And having a Diana Ross or Dionne Warwick or another like pioneering African American woman artist on there would be super cool. I mean, I don't know if they'll do that, but it would be great if they did. It'd be great. Do, do they bring Dolly in? She's hot. Dolly's red hot. She's right hot. Now. Do they She's bring hot. Dolly in? I mean, I don't I'm, know. I mean, they could. Time. They could. Um, I mean, Beyonce did uh, a track with the chicks that went really well. So the sort of R&B paired with country has worked well in the past. Yeah. But I would say. If I could have, like, I would just love to see, like you said, like a Diana Ross or a Dionne Warwick Diana, or something. Diana, because it's the because this is Phoenix. That's the yeah. only reason why I'm making this. Even pick. like a Janet Jackson that would be cool. That would be a really good one as well. That would be really, really good. Or I, I can see maybe they. I I don't think they're gonna go to Mary J. Blige. Right? I just don't think it's gonna. No, happen. no, because she's not. I mean, she's already done it. You know. I mean, yep. she could do it again, but yeah, yeah. Mm, so those are our. We'll see if any of those come true. I mean, she could just do it straight up, just her. But she I, just could. Don't, think I don't think so. They, they're gonna they're gonna bring someone in for sure on this. And I don't think she'll do Missy Elliott because she's already done that. 
I think so. I don't think no. they, they're going to try to do something. Does Rihanna go to the? Does Rihanna pop in at the? I don't. I didn't see her on the Grammy list for tomorrow. Does she pop in tomorrow uh-huh. at the Grammys? Is the, the kind of get people wet? Oh, kind of like she just like shows up on stage with somebody, maybe. Yeah, or yeah. They just kind of a uh, impromptu thing. Does she come in and do something? That I'm wondering if that happens, kind of the lead up to the the game. There could be. I mean, there's just so much excitement for her to put something out. Yeah. And especially as we get close to the Super Bowl, like that, the hype for that show is going to be huge. Yeah. But, you know, um, the only reason why I think maybe not is because CBS is doing the Grammys and Fox yeah. is doing the Super Bowl. Yeah. If this was if Fox, if Fox had the Grammys, there's no doubt she would be at the Grammys. No doubt. So, yeah. Or if CBS had the Super Bowl, I could see it, too. But I think because it's on different, I don't think it happens. Yeah, I could see that. So final thoughts here, Coop. Um, you know, like I said, I, I don't want to say I have the same level of excitement for you as this. Um, <laughs> I love your energy, but this is a show I am looking forward to. Uh, it's not that I'm not looking forward to. I think I I I wasn't looking forward to Katy Perry. I got to be completely honest. No, with yeah, you. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It did not have me do. But I didn't look forward to Bruno Mars, and 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 I became a fan mm. of his after that, right? So you know, but I I could see. I think this is going to be a very very good halftime show. Uh, with that. Um, and like I said, we're seeing, I talked about the other trend through this is we're seeing less of the bands and we're seeing more of the performances. And guess what? That's what the public's asking for right now. Mm. Um, you know, I remember when the who did it and that was mm. when people just said enough. Of this. Yeah, we're yeah, we're done enough. Yeah. Enough of this. We've gone through the oldie circuit. Mm. Now we're now we're reaching with the who and uh, yeah. Time, yeah. yeah, I the, the one guy I always thought never got a halftime show was Billy Joel. So that was the one artist I think okay. could have had a halftime show that didn't. Um, okay, he did. A, he's done a pre. He's done pregame. He's done the pregame music though. But he's yeah. the one guy of the oldie circuit I think never got the shot. Mm. I am so excited for this show. Yeah. Um. Last year's was pretty good. I thought. Uh, I mean, great hip hop. Uh, it was a hip hop showcase. I this didn't is not know be quite like that. Yeah, no, I didn't know how they were going to fit so many artists in a halftime show and make it work, but they did. And and so I'm excited for that. Um, I think I think everybody's so excited. Like me, because it's so long. Since her last record, that's why I think there's a big factor. Why there's a lot going and people it. thought, oh, we might not get one. And then all of a sudden she tweeted on her. Like the first thing we got was her was a picture of her holding a football up in the air, you know, yep. on her on her on her Twitter, and it just melted the world down because yep. they're like, oh my god. And then to sort of cap, it's like this whole this whole thing's being rolled out. So you get the announcement, and then oh my god, she has a single on the Wakanda Forever soundtrack. Yep. So like, oh my god, there's new music, and then by the time you listen to that, you see the movie, you're like, oh, it's like, oh my god, that's the the Super Bowl is in two weeks. And like, so I think the, the momentum for this is just sort of built over time. Like it's just snowballed. So I am really excited for this show. It's going to um, be a good show. It's going to be a good show. Good, good, oh. for, good for music. It's music's a big part of the Super Bowl. And I'm glad we're doing these now every year to kind of, we did a historical show last time, but I think this is the first time we really kind of broke down the music of the Super Bowl. Or the yeah. Game, we should say, but yeah. It'll be exciting. It'll be exciting who comes out with her. 
it'll be exciting what song she picks. How are you going to watch? Because you have to go to work. When I'm at work. Well, I'm going to tape it. Yeah. I think I could probably find it online. I can watch it. Oh, what time is it? No, nah, maybe not. Yeah, I was going to say I can watch I'll, it over lunch, but I don't think I can because I think it'll be on later than that. I might just yeah. have to look at the the uh no, it the be on social media get clips yeah watch they, clips and then when i get home watch the whole halftime yeah, show i think yeah i think it will be uh it's, it's interesting that like you have to work while this big game is going on that's right <laughs> yeah i could well, i mean i could take the day off i'm like yeah um do people take off in australia for the super bowl i, I do, do. <laughs> okay you do but i you usually can. do i i i didn't have a lot of leave built up this time yeah you just took like Several weeks off. <laughs> I just took several weeks off, so I can't take it. Yeah, but... yeah. But yeah, like it's it's a huge. It's just is. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm more excited for this than I have the game. Yeah, to be honest. Oh, I know you are. Mm. But this is gonna be great. This is gonna be a great game. I'm telling you. Uh, oh yeah. Be, there's a lot that's gonna be going on with this. This is a very. Um, I'm really curious to see what the ratings are gonna be with this Super Bowl. Do you know what the line is? It's gone up and down, but I know the Eagles are favored. I'm just gonna check real quick. Yeah. Sometimes ESPN has the line. It, I'm just gonna check. It went it, the first day. It went crazy. The line. Well, because like, it's the injuries, man. Like that line for the Chiefs and the Bengals was like all over the place. Let's see what the line is. Let's see the line here, Coop. So the line I have on the ESPN app is. Philly by one and a half. It's gone down. It's gone down. Well, was it two before or? I want to say at one point it was like three and a half. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I think it went down. I mean, you look at these scores, though. They beat the Jags by like seven. Okay. Yeah. They get that last second field goal. Like, I mean, they're not really. I mean, I mean, Mahomes is great. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's they're not really instilling a lot of. Yeah, they pick a way bigger game. Um, they're kind of along with us. The over under is fifty. I was just going to mention that, and uh, I have sort of right in line under. with us. I, I have it right at the under at forty nine points. No, fifty nine. Yeah. Right I'm sorry, I have it over. I have it over fifty. Yeah, right at the over. I have it right under. Uh, right at the under. I have like no. what forty five. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I'm think this is going to be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think our scores are right about where this is going to be. Well, it's right about where each team is scoring in the playoffs, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Eagles had that blowout of the um, – who's their first game? They played the they... Giants. Oh, no, 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 no. They uh, – maybe it wasn't their first game. They, they – oh, no, the, it was Indianapolis or something. Yeah. Yeah. They that played Indianapolis Sir- their last regular season game, and they Remember just like Sirianni went up against his old team on that one too. They like destroyed him. He was but, pissed that they fired uh, Frank Reich. But the playoffs, they haven't really been like. I mean, they they scored a lot on the 49ers, but they had their four string quarterback, and like the defense is out there all the time. So you kind of have to throw that score. They out. had what do you call it out there? Uh, McCaffrey running in the Wildcat for a couple of plays. God, like what? Like I mean, and if I'm what- McCaffrey, I'm like I guess. But, like, I'm risking injury because of this? Because of what? No. Like, what are we doing? You know what's ironic? They're not going to bring Garoppolo back. Purdy's Mm -hmm. not going to be ready. And Trey Lance is a question mark. They're going to sign a quarterback. 
Aaron Rodgers. That's yeah, but they, I think <laughs> I think he stays in Green Bay, Dave. I don't know, man. He's like I don't know. Do I they just he, want to like get rid of him and move on? It would be very interesting if he goes to the Niners because um the nine remember when when the Alex Smith was drafted first overall by the Niners. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone thought Rogers was going to be two, and he slipped, right? And for a while, they were all saying they made the wrong pick. You know, Alex Smith. Oh God. He had his injury was actually Oops. had a pretty decent career. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but it would be very ironic if he goes to San Francisco. They're uh, gonna. I say they either get Rogers or they say, "Hey, Tom, you've done it before. Here's a dump truck full of money." Do they <laughs> do it? Boy, he's gonna get crucified if that happens. He will, but I don't think he cares. Like he already burnt bridges with his entire family. Like I think he burnt. Br- yeah, but now he's like telling the fans this, and because uh, I know. mean, it's ready made for him, though, isn't it? Like he's got I, the great. He's got him. It's just like it's just like how the Buccaneers were when they won. They had amazing defense. He had good yeah. receivers set well, up for him. What you will see happen is that Tom Brady will sign a one-day contract with the Patriots. Oh, you reckon? And he'll retire the Patriots. Patriots. He'll he'll retire the Patriots. That's what Montana did, actually, uh, when he Oh, what side after the Chiefs? Yeah, he he did sign with the Niners for one day, and he retired as a – so I could see that happening. Uh, I just think that, like, I don't know, man. Because I reckon he could do it. I reckon he could take him. That team is so ready-made. Yeah, I mean, it's because I don't think I, – and I understand that moving on from Garoppolo. I do understand that. Um, and he's – like, all these guys are hurt. I mean, Trey Lance is going to have to come back from an Trey injury. Trey Lance is hurt. Plus, you don't know – he hasn't really – like, he hasn't really played. That you don't even know if he's bu- good. That team's built for now. I mean, that team's built yeah. to win it. They're going to have to bring in – like I said, it, I could see a Derek Carr maybe. You know, he's played in that area for a well, long time. Well, they had a third-string quarterback that no one's ever heard of that won seven games in a row or whatever. Really, and and you know what? It wasn't because I hate him. Yeah, and what I just I hope he's okay because I want to see him play again, Purdy. Um, that was a bad that he, go, elbow. He went back in. He went back in that game. Well, how they much, had nothing. They had nobody. How? But the guts to go back in that game with that injury he had the uh, UCL. Oh. That that is um. Wow, I mean, he just what what a oh it, yeah. It would have been a great story if the, he did make it though. Um. It was a great oh, story. Yeah. You know, I was telling Rob, who's Rob Rasmussen was pretty down and sour how it went. But I'm like, Rob, well, look at what you guys are. Con- I mean, Kyle Shanahan should get coach of the year because of what he did this year. Oh, God. He did it with mirrors. I mean, he, had, he, oh. lost, he lost his two quarterbacks and then loses the third. Uh, I know that doesn't count it, losing the playoffs, but. It's that pressure that the defense puts on the other team. And you saw it against the Cowboys. Yep. That, that, that defense is so good. It just takes the offense out of their rhythm and makes them do stuff they don't want to do. Do they go and try to get Cooper Cooper Rush or something like that? You know, maybe look at a guy like that. But then I, if you I bring think, him, yeah. I mean, if 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 I'm and I'm not, but if I'm Lynch or whatever, I just I just go to Green Bay. I'm like, wh- name it. Like these four players are off limits. They, Everything else, take lost, what you they, want. But they traded a lot of picks away already. It's the problem. They, I mean, they gave up a lot for 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 uh, McCaffrey. They are right now like the Rams, where all the Rams needed was they sold out. Yeah. For one year, Stafford. What and about they got Baker? It. What about Baker? I mean, maybe. I mean, he wouldn't be at. He wouldn't be any. I mean, but I think like if you if you already have, I mean, it depends how Purdy injury is. Like if you already have Purdy, I think I, you only get someone if they're like vastly better. 
I, but Purdy, look, I think it was a great story, but Purdy didn't show me. Kurt, no. Purdy, well, was, no. was, that team was so well stacked. He basically was able to be. I hate using the word game manager. Yeah, but I, I, I hate. You're, using, but you're right. Yeah, he only had to make two or three like big plays a game yeah. and just not turn the ball over. Really, you, you know who would thrive in that offense is, is Daniel Jones, but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think he's going there. But well, you after his game against the Vikings, he's gonna get paid. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean the you know, funny thing, yeah, yeah. I, oh, you know, I just you know the Jets are going after Rogers very hard right now. Now Namus, oh, I think involved. so. Namus I would. I mean, the jersey up. I mean, that's a big. That's big. Uh, when Namus gets involved with something like that, Namus is an icon in New York. Oh yeah, yeah. I just think I just think San Francisco is just like they got to win just, next year. They have it's to. It's just it. add water. The window is not. The window's closing. No, they yeah, have to I agree. go for this thing next year. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. I, I think. I think they're going to make a big move. Yep. Brady and Rogers are the two biggest fish out there. They got to land one of them. Yeah, I know. I'll be talking with Carney about his thoughts on that with Brady uh, on tomorrow's show to see uh, what he thinks. Because he Carney has a really good sense. I mean, he, uh, you know, he predicted, you know, Tom Brady, you know, you know, going to the Bucks and stuff like that. So, I mean. Because because they're the contracts that are easiest. The only other thing I can think of, but his contract is just terrible, is if you went to Denver and you're like, why don't you totally rebuild and give me Russell Wilson? But his yeah. contract is just so bad. Yeah. That I don't know if they could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Denver but, is going to stick with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. I think went there because he believes he because can he has be. Russell Wilson. You know, Russell Wilson threw for forty touchdowns going a couple years ago. Yeah. So this yeah, guy, know you know, I, you know, did he, you know, I heard people say, yes, he's not the same quarterback anymore. He's got to get, he's going to get whipped into shape by, by, I'll tell you, he get whipped, he's going to get whipped into shape by, uh, by Sean Payton. Well, you got to hope that it was Hackett, that Hackett was the problem. I think it was which Hackett. Which probably was. Because I think there was a lack of discipline on that team, which, you know, allowed Russell Wilson to be out of shape like that. Come on. That was really bad. Um, I know you, you know what they should do? Yeah. They should go over and talk to Jerry Jones, get Dak. That's another, like, you guys or, don't you guys don't like him anyway. Send I, him over. I, I think I can see it. I can see it, but they're gonna have to give up picks for him. Yeah. Do you give up more do you give up more picks and do what the Rams did? I think they're gonna have to. I think they're almost in that position where it's like yeah. we have to totally crater the future. Yeah. To win now, because the Rams are going to be bad for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to go and sign Teddy Bridgewater or something. No, like that. no, you're not. Yeah. No. Uh, um, another one I heard that was interesting. Uh, I've heard this when I was down in Miami. Is do they? Uh, does what's his name Tua? Do they go ahead and trade for Tua? I think the a, problem is the concussions, though. Yeah, like, he I, just got out of protocol, so you're yeah, like they they got you're one big hit away from you're gone for the year. They need a durable guy. They they need a guy that can go go 19 games next year. Yeah. I mean, the problem with Tua, like, I, like, yeah, if you get one more hit, like that's why they're much, not going with Garoppolo. It's he can't it. stay healthy. That, yeah. Otherwise, I mean, it, this is an easy thing, and that's why they said we're not bringing Garoppolo back. Yeah. I think Garoppolo well, I goes mean, to the Jets. I think Garoppolo goes to the Jets or the Patriots next year. I mean, it's about time. I mean, I like Jimmy yeah. too. I like him a lot. He's a good guy. Yeah, but you don't want to be a quarterback on a team that's sort of looking to get get rid of you. No, he came <laughs> back this I mean? year because the market wasn't there for him. But it's going to be a different story this year. Yeah, team I mean, he can quarter. start on a ton of teams. Yeah, go, I, I, you know, I see him. I see the Jets as a major landing spot for him, and then Derek Carr is the other guy to really watch. And that you could probably yeah, get him he's... because they'll take they take the contract. 
Yeah, I mean, he could go there. Yeah, he's man. He's but talking about health. Like he's got some major injury history as well. Yeah, well, he does. He does too. Um, but this all leads to new music because Derek Carr is a big fan of the new music. Forty five. He told yep. me. Yep. Um. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, but our new music segment is always sponsored by Cigar Hustler. Uh, located in Deltona, Florida. Um, they are a great store to go to, a great humidor, a uh, great store, great staff, um, great lounge. I mean, it's just a great place to go. And if you can't mm-hmm. get there, um, you can always go to CigarHustler.com, get on their email list, um, and also keep an eye on Mike's social media feed because I yes. snagged I snag some 55s. Uh, before oh, you did? Out. Yes, I did. So Ooh, they, 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 I was yep. going to say, those. I looked today because yep. I saw his social media feed. Yep. But so I, will, I have, I have a limited amount, but we'll get some. We're going to have some on the coup. Uh, so, yes, I think. Uh, yeah. So, again, Mike put it out there, Ooh. and uh, they, they were gone by the end of the day. So I happened gone. to just see it, and I snagged it. So uh, Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw the post. Yep. That was too late. Yep. yep. Uh, but, of course, you can Same thing it. with the Super Shot stuff. They had that. Gone. Scar Federation just yeah the super shots is always sell well and I tell you what that buckshot I can't wait for you to smoke that one because I think you're oh. gonna you're gonna like that one so uh you know but uh and of course you can always check out the Postani brand uh the new Postani mm. Connecticut uh hasn't been released yet uh Who but they did it? have it down at, uh, they did have it at Pearl Sabor and I managed to trade for to get one for Dave so uh, I have smoked it and I'm gonna hold I don't I want Dave to smoke it before I kind of give some overall thoughts on it um, and see what he thinks but uh but I think Dave will be happy with it for sure so uh, but we don't know when that's coming out yet so no I mean I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure we're both pretty sure that it'll be in some Vitola it'll be a regular production we just don't know when yeah yeah and and by the way hats off to uh, Nika Sueño for getting that into the um we got a mm. we got a nice humidor with twenty cigars in it, beautiful, mm. and um, yeah, that was one of the cigars right alongside the padrones, mm. the Aganorsa leaf. So that was in there, um, and I think you saw my picture of me smoking it. Uh, one yes, morning, I did. Uh, on I the, was very excited on the balcony that I wasn't supposed to be smoking on, but uh, <laughs> ah, yep, good but, work, uh, Coop in Granada. Yep, yep, but I had to do it. Good work. Yeah, well, hey, I mean, this uh, balcony was tiny too. I was like, <laughs> yeah. It looked tiny. Yeah, um, yep, yep, it was. <laughs> so yeah, check out all Mike's stuff. Check out Cigar Hustler podcast. Yeah, yeah. They got like a bazillion podcasts and everything. Yeah. Um how's your cigar? So I'm almost I'm a bit further than you, not by much. It's a very creamy, rich, it's very meaty. I really very, like this cigar. Really meaty. Um again, my smoke production's kind of finally gone down. <laughs> That's right. Well, this thing, I'm telling you, I have the bay door open. I'm actually kind of cold, right? I have the heat running on one side, um, but but the smoke is is ample. Thick yeah, layers ample is a good word for it. I'm outside, so I can't tell. But it's an amazing cigar. Yeah, so I would re- suggest if you find any of these, pick them nice, up. Nice, nice Dominican feel to this cigar too. You mm. can really get those Dominican fillers in here. Um, mm. you get some of the, you know you get some of those uh those hay notes and uh, yeah. That are really nice. There's just uh, a layer of pepper. Um, I would put this probably as a medium to full smoke. Uh, great right. construction. These have been sitting in my humidor for a while, so uh, I'm enjoying this immensely. This is, I think this, I, I think this is probably the best of the football releases that I've had. Okay, 
Yeah, I think this is the best one. That's very good. Yeah, great size uh, they do it. Yeah, great size. Um, new music. So it wouldn't be a new music segment if I didn't have the national on here because I love the national. They've been putting out a lot of music lately. Yeah, sure. They've been very busy. Um, yeah. so the new the new track. This is a this is a track from their upcoming album. It's the national. Tropic Morning News. Um, like I said, they have been busy. They put out a single with Bonavera just last year. Uh, and now another single. Um, this is a bit lighter than than you would imagine from the band. A bit yes. more electro sort of feel to it. I like this song. Yeah, it's a good song. I'm looking forward to the record. It looks sounds like they're going in a bit of a new direction. Yeah. A little, little more uh, electronic which is, feel. Which is good. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But it's an interesting song. Uh, now this, the chorus of this song, I can't get out of my head. I don't really like. I don't really like the hip hop sort of verse in it. Right. But that's Sam Smith with Unholy. I I know you. Yeah, this was a good song. I love the chorus. I don't like the rapping. It's off of his record, Gloria. It features Kim Petras. I don't really. I'm not a big fan of what she's doing on it. I wish. Mm-hmm. That uh, he could have gotten someone like like Cardi B to do it instead, but right. that's okay. Um, it's a very sexy song. It reminds me a lot, Coop, of of Justin Timberlake's "Sexy Back." Yes, which is an amazing song, but it's sort of that like really sexy, but the like instrumentation of it is really sort of like strip back and neon and electro like it's not poppy but it's very like and he kind of has this whole like gospel choir vibe over the top of it yeah but it, re- it reminds me a lot of that song um i'm not a huge sam smith guy but i really like the the yeah the i'm not huge on him either but i agree with you um he sam smith really isn't big in the u.s he's he's more of an english guy mm. uh he's mm. big in the, he's big overseas mm. but he is uh, yeah. but yeah this is this was interesting this song to say the least I love the chorus. And I mean that in a positive um, way. Yeah, I mean that in a positive yeah. way. And it has this like interesting like gospel choir intro. It's, it's yeah. interesting. What he's yeah, Sam there. Smith, that, that's kind of right up his alley, too. Mm. Um, I just remember when Sam Smith did that whole uh, montage with the God Only Knows. He was on that, and he was really, yeah. really good on that. Yeah. Album Archaeology, we talked about uh, television here. earlier. Yep. So check out their, their biggest record, probably by far. Yep. Is Marquee Moon. Um, so check that out. It's a great record. Uh yeah, I mean most of the songs people know of are off that record. So I yeah. would check check that out. Yeah, kind of like I said, it was uh definitely their big album and um you make a good point with this too, how it's a, a this bridge. Yeah. Into the eighties. Yeah, it's very you listen to this record, you can really hear like the talking heads in it and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um good record. You'll agree. Agree. I mean, if we do that punk show trip, uh, we'll have to talk more about it. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of whole era. Yeah. The kind of offshoot there. Yep. But that's all I got, Coop. That's, that's all I got to... for Rihanna. That's all I'm doing. Yep. Uh, and I still got plenty of smoke, as you can see, in the uh, for almost got to do. But enjoying this immensely, boy. I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna have to shower after this. <laughs> <laughs> I got smoke just like my wife came in. She couldn't believe like this is the most smoke I've ever had. I think in the studio. I think the the most the cigar that's like that for me is the um, 
the uh, Nika Rustica. Nika Rustica. Oh, oh, like, we had a show with Stogie Sam. We, we were all smoking them, and we had the same thing. That was probably the other one. Wow, and that's just it's a smoke. But the smoke is great because you really, when you're retroing this cigar, it's nice. Yeah. The nice aroma. Oh yeah. Uh, it's gonna. I'm gonna have to. It's gonna. I don't know how it's gonna. St- you know, it's funny. I have a a mattress sitting in this right here. We just oh, bought God. a new mattress. This mattress. Well, I'm glad we're throwing it out because it's gonna. Its mattress yeah. is now like yeah. It's done that one. Yeah. yeah, it's sitting right in front of the camera here. So. All right, but, Cooper. That's all I got, my friend. Yep. Uh, enjoy. We'll have this up. You know. Uh, we're playing it Monday. We'll be right up. You'll be able to listen to this. Head- listen to it before you head into the Super Bowl with a big game, as we should say. Um, and you know, we'll obviously uh hope you enjoyed the Grammys uh, this weekend as well. And I- we're gonna be back next week, so we have a show next week. I believe we're gonna do the Hall of Fame show. We're gonna finalize that, but there'll be- there's a show next week, so for sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but we'll wrap up primetime jukebox. Episode 88 into the annals of history uh, for this first weekend in February. We'll see everybody next week. Take care, everybody.